Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers from Conan O'Brien and America's Got Talent, and you are listening to The One Man Podcast. Yeah! It's Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 128 for Wednesday, October 23rd, 2019. How's it going, onesies? Did you guys have a good week? Huh? Has everything been good to you? My Canadian listeners, did you guys enjoy the uh, election results? Or were you mad? Were you mad because your guy is going to do the right thing and everything he said he was going to do, and this new person maybe that uh, he didn't want? Well, he's a liar. This guy's a liar. I don't know. (laughs) I, I really don't care about the election too much which makes me sound ignorant, but uh, if you've been listening to this podcast, you already know that's a thing. So we're going to go right ahead with that. Um, This week, I'm joined by a very, very good friend of mine who, through the magic of this podcast, we have rekindled our friendship. Uh, My buddy Matt, all the way from uh, Dartmouth. Hey, hey, what's going on? I was going to say Halifax, but you're not. It kind of is. It's like the Gatineau of of Halifax, Yeah, exactly. Which for any international or American listeners or even other people in the country have no idea what that is. (laughs) I don't know what that is. Think... uh, you know, maybe Detroit, Windsor, you know, there's a little international, uh, across the river kind of thing. So anyways, my, uh, my point with that guys is, uh, I get to, I get to hang out with my buddy this week. I'm going to tell you guys about, uh, two different activations, actually three different activations. Since I last spoke to you, I, uh, I did Canadian blood services. I did something for EGLX in Toronto. And then I did, a. A pizza pizza DoorDash promo for election day. That was uh, that was fun too. So I'll tell you guys all about that. But uh yeah, you know, I even I even picked up some infinity bottles and a few more bottles of scotch, some scotch whisky. Um, I'll tell you guys all about that. Right? It's always fascinating. So uh I'm glad Matt's here. Matt, as I wanted to talk about this real quick. I was talking with somebody yesterday about this, and uh you and I, I mean, you're we're the same age. You're 36 now, too? 35? 37. 37. Just okay. turned in October. Just turned. Oh, man. Yeah. Really? This month? October 4th. Really? Happy Billy. Did I send you a Facebook happy birthday? I think I tried, you did, I actually. I try to do that every... You, you definitely did. That's like a new policy of mine is I try to, as much as it's just Facebook, I try to start my day by not getting out of bed and looking at my social media for 45 minutes. No. Um, I will I will click the home button, and then I try to wish everybody a happy birthday whose birthday they choose to identify, mm-hmm. you know? And just be like, hey. Just that way, it's nice. It's nice on your birthday when like 400 people will send you happy birthdays. You're like, yeah, yeah they don't care, but it's nice Today to look I'm at. important. Yeah. Right? Um, the thing is, I was talking with somebody about this recently about how, uh, like we were, I would say that we were first first friends. Like You were like the first best friend I can think of from way back in the day. Like you're one of the few people on this planet who's actually seen me skinny. Thanks, man. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, because back in the day, we were both pre-internet kids. We would run yes. around a the neighborhood. There wasn't internet. All right. We sound like old men, but just for all of you, maybe because you only have to be 25 to be like, I don't remember a time without the internet, right? Like 25 yeah. year olds are like, oh, I've seen. Listen, you, you were making memories around the time that the internet was out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we didn't even have cell phones back then. So. No, no, no cell phones. And I, I mean, like, 
So somebody I was talking to a long time ago had made this point, and I think there's a lot of truth to it. It's like that they said that nowadays that people don't have like the best friend. Like they have lots of really good friends and they have lots of best friends. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like that one person that you would like hang out with in the neighborhood or whatever, like every day it was like you two hanging out or whatever. It's because you weren't connected to all your other friends all the time. You couldn't like just jump on yourself and like, Hey man, what are you doing? You want to hang out? Like if you weren't able to use the phone because your, you know, your older sister was on it 14 hours a day or whatever, whatever it was like, there wasn't, there wasn't two lines. I remember mm-hmm. when it was fancy when you had like call waiting, like, Oh, yep. was, you guys have two lines. Wow. You mean someone can actually get a hold of you if someone else is already on the phone? Uh, technology, man. But, uh, I just remember like there was no, there was no like, Oh, let's hang out. Let's play call of duty. Like there's so many ways to hang out with your friends now without ever being anywhere near them. You know what I mean? They, yeah. can, they can play video games together. You can, uh, FaceTime or, or Snapchat. Like there's so many ways to stay connected to all these people. But back when we were kids, the option was go hang out with your buddy, go do the whole, like, it was so funny. Now someone can, can talk, call someone and they get their voicemail. Like you'd have to run and knock on the door and like, maybe they would answer. Like there was like two steps of disappointment that could happen if you were trying to hang out with your buddy. You know what I mean? Like there's the knock on the door yeah. and then you wait and like that was stage one. One could be just nobody's home. Bummer. You know what I mean? I put pants on for this. <laughs> I ran through the rain. And then stage two would be like, your mom answers the door. And it's like, is Matt it? No, he's not here today. He's with yeah. like, oh. Well, do you know where he might yeah, be? Well, yeah. I think he's at uh, this person's. Okay, I'm going to try there. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. You head there and you kind of got to like track your friend down the whole day. And then when you, you do finally meet up, it's like, dude. Yeah. What have you done man? all day? It's like, yeah. oh, I was trying to find you too. Yeah. Right all now, right. now yeah. everyone can take, find their friends app and you can text yeah. someone. It's like, yeah, it doesn't matter where you are. You're connected to me. Where the fuck were you? Why, why <laughs> yeah. are you ghosting me? That's There's right. no ghosting when you're a kid. You're like, yeah, he's just not here. You yeah. tried a location and failed. Right? right? It's like a mystery. You're like, ah, nope. Like, mm-hmm. Choose your own adventure. Right? I'm going to yeah. try this one. Ah, shit. He's not here. Well, back, <laughs> back to another option. But I'm just saying that's, that's a different dynamic than what's in the world now. Mm-hmm. Like, my kids don't not know where their friends are. They text or Snapchat or whatever it is. I'm just saying we came from a simpler time, buddy, and we had fun. We had we fun had back a great the time. Like I, to to me, um, I I almost feel like you know it was uh, well. Now technology kind of makes things. I don't want to say boring, but like as as a kid, like I mean, too easy. Yeah, like there's like you didn't earn it. Yeah, I I mean, just being able to actually go out and and get exercise and be in the sun and hang with your friends and, you know, get on your bikes and leave from early in the morning, like 9 a.m. in the morning and don't come home until the sun goes down. You know, be home for dinner, your mom would say, and you you come home and you get up the next day and do it all over again. To me, that was the best, you know, not not sitting on fucking whatever gaming console you're playing, nothing against that, but I mean... Just being able to actually get out and interact with people face to face, that yeah. was you know, that was something special. So yeah. I think kids these days are are missing that. Just getting out and, you know, scraping your knees up and being boys or, you know, hey. Yeah. So, oh, they're definitely overprotected now too. Yeah. Like that's the thing too. When we were kids, I mean, I don't recall losing a ton of friends to like child predators and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like how long the white van was yes, still a thing when we were white kids. Van. What is it about the white van? <laughs> I think that you know what? If you want to stop pedophilia, I think mm-hmm. that instead of trying to pretend like, oh, it's amber alerts and all this, I stop selling white vans. Yeah. The white van come or paint it. Yeah. Put a kind of paint. Like, as we speak, a white van. Now it's a it's a city of Ottawa one. Oh, so maybe is, maybe they're the real culprits. True story. No. A white van drives by as we talk about it. They're like they're on to us. Just shut <laughs> this fucking guys. This podcast may never come to light. 
we might get shut down right now. <laughs> it's not even connected to the internet. How the fuck did they figure this? Yeah. But it's, uh, I just think like, yeah, when we were kids, there was still the don't talk to anyone. A white van was spotted. Yeah, yeah. Smear campaign on white vans. That's but, right. <laughs> but all I'm saying is I didn't know anyone. We, we didn't lose anybody back then. No. But now it's like, we're, it's like, it's like getting, uh, you know, it's like licking something that fell on the ground just to build up your immune system. Mm-hmm. Now everyone's like, don't touch this hand sanitizer. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, God, I definitely sound like I was going to say, there's no peanut allergies when we were kids. Right. Or if there was, those people died and we were all able to enjoy peanut butter in school. Yeah. Well, you know, we were allowed to have lazy parents that made PB and J and sent us to school with it. They were allowed to nurse a hangover. Now it's like, nope, you got to have litterless lunches. And uh, do you guys have that in Dartmouth? Litterless lunches. No. That's where you can't send your kids to school with anything that would have litter. So like, you know how we would get a granola bar in our lunch? You can't mm. have that now because when you take the wrapper off, that's litter. So you, what your the lunch, heck? dude, it's a thing. So everything Tupperware, essentially. Yep. Okay. Everything Tupperware. And of course you can't have peanuts or anything like that because peanuts kill kill two kids. Those sickly, sickly kids. The ones you can see yeah. their rib cage through their jacket. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a, I mean, I'm not, we're not going to change anything with it, but it's just funny to me that, that there's so many so many different types of things that we could get away with our kids. And I know that our parents thought even worse. Like, oh, you could go out. Nobody even, nobody even cared if you came back. They had yeah. 19 kids. They could they could afford to lose one. Yeah. They were doing well. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can go into overdraft one because you got 19, you know, 18 more. Yeah. They probably wouldn't even notice for like six. That's why like the, the missing person for 24 hours. Like, are you sure? Yeah. Just keep doing head counts. Are they just for, being rebellious? Did they actually run away? Did yeah. you piss them off somehow? Yeah. Like, are you sure? You how even, old are they? <laughs> yeah. Did you even count them right? Maybe they are all at the table and you just missed one. Yeah. That's a lot of kids to have to count every time. Yeah. Maybe one's in the bathroom. 48 hours when you're certain Billy's missing, give us yeah. a fucking call. Yeah. But I don't know. It's uh, it, like, I mean, again, that's just the way the world works. There's, there's. The kids are now connected in a different way. I mean, we had, we were able to call each other. I'm sure there was a generation that was like, we didn't have a phone. Yeah. You know, you had to, you had to walk down and get the town crier to tell you if you'd seen old Jedediah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I don't know. It's uh, an interesting time, but we had fun when we were kiddos. Um, how, how, like you're now living out in the East coast, mm-hmm. you know, Nova Scotia, where my number one listenership is in this country for the one man podcast. Thank you east coast onesies yeah um when did you move out there so uh i moved out there when i was oh geez 16 i moved to the east oh, really? coast yeah and you've been there ever since yep yeah how do you like it i love it yeah i love it it's yeah. a great city yeah were Definitely. you there um did you move out there with family right yes yeah were you worried when you moved out there like like because i'd never been until two years ago uh well the uh the dynamic is a little different. Um, people are definitely, um, I guess, different for lack of better words out there. Um, there's there's something like we call maritime hospitality, okay. which I'm sure you may be aware of. You did come and visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, like one of the big kind of like sh- shockers for me was just how open people are. Even if you don't know them, everybody kind of befriends you. Yeah. Like you'll be walking down the street and someone will be like, Hey, what's up? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know you dude. <laughs> and they just like, but that's normal out there. Yeah. Right. People are just, they, they will treat you like they've known you forever and they give you that kind of warm welcome. So for me, that was a little bit to get used to. Cause I'm not really used to that. I mean, coming from the nation's capital, I don't know, maybe it's different now, but if someone's like, Hey, what's up? You're like, uh, you know, it's like everybody's just kind of like to them, not to themselves, but it's it's a. They're little like, "What do you a, want?" Yeah, like yeah. What, what's going on, man? Like people are a little more guarded, I think. Yeah, well, I I heard that uh, 
depending on the cost of living in an area, mm-hmm. it, it affects how the populace interacts. So Toronto, it's oh, so okay. expensive. So people on the streets, like everything is like time is money kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I mean, because at first, first I thought everyone was just a prick. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is such, everyone such an asshole? And it's like the same in traffic. Like I'm trying to get to where I'm going. Like I'm not trying to sit in rush hour traffic for two and a half hours. So it was kind of like, well, the more it costs to live in your city, the more you sort of shut down and you're like focused on just getting yeah. where you're going to get this day over with, to get home to my family or whatever. Because once you get inside, everyone's nice again. Yeah. I'm feeling Ottawa. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. I'm feeling Ottawa becoming that too, as everything starts becoming more and more expensive in Ottawa. Like I'm feeling there's more of a go, 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 go. And Mm -hmm. people are a little less courteous than they once were. But of course, in the Maritimes, it's not that it's it's way less expensive, but it's, you can work a day and you're like, yeah, I'm not really, I don't have like that much stress in terms of like, you know, it doesn't cost me $2,800 a month for a two bedroom apartment to rent. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas like here it's insane. In the last 10 years, it, the, the cost of rent has doubled just, just in 10 years, doubled from what it was. And I'm like, that's crazy. Cause I remember paying like 1200 bucks for a two bedroom apartment. Now you're, you're minimum 2,400. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Holy so it's like, okay. that's not happening. That's not happening. At least a lot of places I've looked, someone will probably write in and go, that's not true. I live in a shithole for, <laughs> <laughs> they'll probably phrase it differently, but that's what I'm going to comprehend from it <laughs> when they send it. But what I liked about like, so you were there, I would say right around the time, 37 minus 16, 21. So you were there before 9-11. Because my understanding was yes. there was a lot of planes it was that were rerouted. That time, I believe. Yeah, there just was l- before. Yeah, wasn't there like a lot of pl- the planes that were rerouted to to the Maritimes or whatever, and people were staying in homes there, waiting for it to like become safe to come back or whatever. I think not, so. I hope I'm not thinking I of a different disaster. Don't that I remember, was to be honest, 100. Yeah, yeah. percent I think that might have happened. Yeah, but that I'm speaks sure. to your hospitality because apparently there's still families from the states that still keep in touch with like their billets and stuff. People who are putting them up in like Newfoundland and, and right. in Nova Scotia. Is that Jason yelling stuff? Mm-hmm. Talking to himself. Um, but yeah, so uh that was that's kind of cool. Like that's that's known for their hospitality. They were very, very kind. I didn't get an opportunity to talk to a lot of people mm-hmm. while I was there. Basically, it was seeing you and uh and your colleagues sort of at the restaurant. They were very friendly. But I think Crystal and I spent most of our time trying to like drive to the, the ocean in the morning. So we were kind of by ourselves. The people who were walking the ocean were nice. Yeah. But I assume anybody who's up at six o'clock in the morning walking their dog on on the beach of the ocean. Probably a pretty reasonable person. Yeah, I would think so. You know, unless, you know, I can't, I'm trying to think of a scenario where someone would be a piece of shit <laughs> at six in the morning at the ocean. Maybe a homeless guy, you know, arguing with seagulls. But if you got a dog, you know, dogs are good. What's that old saying? It's like, uh, what is it? I, 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 I tr- yeah, I'm suspicious of a person who doesn't like dogs mm-hmm. and trust a dog that doesn't like a person. Right, right. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's the thing too, right? If you're, even if you're a bad guy, a homeless guy with a, a dog, if you're a bad person, the dog's gonna be like, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shacking up with this piece of shit. <laughs> Go find someone else. Um, yeah, dude. So that's kind of cool. Like, I, I want to make it back out there. I'm in, uh, I'm in talks with, uh, with the Yuck Yucks to come out. So, you know, if all you East Coast onesies are like, hey, when are you coming out here? Look, I'm working on it. All right. You guys can, can step on Yuck Yuck's neck in Halifax and just say, hey, we want to see Josh Williams out here. Uh, we'd like to see what his face looks like while he's rambling, you know? Um, I'd love to. I'd love to be out there. I, I'm looking forward to going back. You've also been for some time now studying culinary arts yes. and things like that, right? That's correct. Um, I actually just finished my third year apprenticeship. Um, it was in the spring, yeah. so I took the Red Seal test, passed it. So I'm officially now a certified Red Seal journeyman. Okay. So 
I don't know. What, I don't know what that means. When you say like Red Seal, I'm thinking like Navy Seals. It's, I know that's not what it nope, is. It's, it's uh, like you show up, you rappel through the the <sighs> skylight, and you start adding salt to soups. This is fucked up. You get on the ground, you start fixing other teams of chefs, <laughs> fixing their meals. Fly back into the helicopter. Funny story, actually. Um, a lot of the modern kitchen brigade is actually based off of a, a mili- military mindset. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, you basically have your different levels. Uh, you have your head chef, which is the chief, your sous chef, and then you have all your station chefs. Um, so, like, you have your uh, your poissonnerie. So that's like the guy who's in charge of the fish, fish station, and then your soups and your garde manger, so salads and all that. Garde manger, garde manger. That's pretty fucking. And fun. then you have your commies. They're actually called commies underneath those guys. So yeah. it's it's yeah. So it's, what do they do? The commies garnishes. Uh, garde manger. No, no, like like the the commies. What do they do? Like garnishings and stuff like that. Oh no! Basically, um, they work under the direction of of the uh, station chef. Okay. So anything that needs to be done for the day, they basically are the the go to guys, and they they you know they make sure everything's going smoothly and whatnot. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how that stuff works. Like again, I. I've always been like, I'm fascinated by food. I'm fascinated by taste and things like that. But I'm like, I, I don't know if I could work in a kitchen because it's so like, go, 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 go. It's not the communication part. The communication mm-hmm. part, I totally know I could do. I think the pressure of being like the whole, this plate's ready to go. Because like, we've seen it on like, you know, TV shows, which is never reality, even though they're called reality shows. It's never realistic. Like, you know, shit's going down just to create that tension, that well, drama. It depends what, what kitchen you're working in, to be honest. Right. I've, I've worked in kitchens where it's total hell's kitchen nightmare whatever you want to call it and then i don't want to be that guy who burnt the thing and now that plate can't go out because my i was the weakest leak in the chain you know what i mean like i I don't want that i'm like i'm capable of like oh fuck that stayed in for 30 seconds too long now it's ruined and we can't serve it now everyone's stuff is garbage or whatever now that customer's pissed and josh what the i'm like i don't i don't need that i don't need that yeah and you learn you know after being in the industry for so long that that type of shit is going to happen and you know, you just kind of got to pick yourself up and keep going because as soon as one man falls, then the whole yeah the whole train team goes down. goes down. So as a leader or a chef, you have to be, you know, you have to show confidence. You got to give your guys on the line, you know, that confidence because if yeah. you start panicking, then everyone's going to start panicking. So if something happens, you're like, all right, let's let's fix it. Let's keep going. We're, yeah. you know, we're, we fuck that up but you know you it doesn't matter you can't do the gordon ramsay thing where you go up and go well oh, you fucking piece of shit like yeah, you can't he's a, he's a you fucking can't twat dr- yeah anyway. you can't drill sergeant your fucking no you can't people. it like, doesn't you're, work you're a piece of garbage like <laughs> what does that do <laughs> basically those people their heads are all scrambled and they're running around they're nervous and like they just fuck up even more so yeah. you just got to be calm and even if you got to step back for a minute and say okay guys like let's take a minute and let's let's regroup let's focus and you know yeah and that's so that's that. that's the reality TV portion then is to scream at your people and and treat them like garbage. You fucking idiots! Like, yeah, like I've well, I can't imagine a scenario where like that, that works. I've been screamed at and I've been the screamer. Really? Yeah. Why? Just tempers flare. It's a very stressful situation. You're there's constant pressure. You're working in, you know, it's very hot. It's very humid. Yeah. Um, you're working with a lot of alpha males and and females. So you know and. So sometimes it just it just gets too much and people pop and you know a lot of, <laughs> I like a lo- that people pop yeah and a lot of times you know you're you're working on twelve hours no break no food and your 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 you know your glucose levels are are at the floor and you're shaking and you just look at your 
your fellow cook and you want to strangle him and yeah. you know like, these are the fucking i told him three times this yep. too much salt there is the, what are you even touching the salt for put it down put it down put yeah it down, put it down put it down yeah i like that people pop <laughs> dude hot humid people pop yeah <laughs> So does people what what is the uh what is the healing from that look like? People usually like they're they're leaning against the wall out in the alley having a cigarette together, like look my arms. Lots of fucking alcohol and weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, all right, we're drinking after yeah. and but does everyone always smooth it over? Like is there the, is there something in yes. the kitchen where you're like, never take it personally? Yes. Okay. And it, people know that, right? Like yeah. like they're gonna blow up, they're gonna lose their shit. Kind of just like 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 let it roll off the let them blow out the lines. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, like usually, you know, we're by the end of the shift, we're just so beat up and bruised and battered. We just, you know, we kind of, okay, let's go have a drink. Let's, and, you know, let's not talk about what happened uh, yeah. during the shift. And then, you know, five minutes into the conversation, you're talking about the shift for like the next <laughs> two hours. So <laughs> That's so funny to me. Yeah. I see, I, that's why I couldn't do it. That's why I couldn't do it. Because I'm like, I just, I can't. This t- I mean, I love hearing about it. I love hearing about it. Where, where did you... Like, I'm not trying to make this an interview, but mm-hmm. I'm curious, like, when did you get into the culinary arts? Like, what was it that sparked that for you? Uh, wow. Okay. Um, cause you're not like, 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 were you just getting a part-time job as a dishwasher and that's where it started? Or was it like, no, I'm interested in cooking. Like you kind of, where did it start? Well, for me it was, okay. I'm going to be totally blunt. Um, just, okay. When I, when I moved out on my own, geez, I was probably... 17 or 18 and you know i was doing the whole bachelor thing and just just trying to make ends meet and whatnot and my first kitchen job was actually mcdonald's washing dishes um dishwashers mcdonald's and then yeah Yeah. well i guess there's stuff stuff they cook with it's not like they're washing plates and forks and knives right because that shit's and then i uh i moved on to subway and when i first started it was it was just a job you know i just I just needed a job. And then from there, it kind of like grew. And I was like, well, I have a bit of experience. Let me try, let me try my hand at, uh, you know, my luck at something a little bit more challenging. And um, one of the, one of the perks of working in the kitchen was free food, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I could eat whenever I wanted. And I basically had all the ingredients in front of me and I could, you know, eat whatever, whenever. And that was, that was one of the big perks actually, to be, to be honest, when I first started. And then, it was just like, um, you know, the whole thought, like it was, it was cool to be a cook and, you know, kind of badass and like, I'm a chef and rah, 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 yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. you know, um, and then after that, something kind of happened and I just, I fell in love with, with the, uh, the challenge and the conquer yeah, and just every day was a constant challenge and I'm, I'm a stubborn bugger and I just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like giving up. Nice. Like, and that's kind of been my uh what's gotten me through in life and a lot of hardships is just my my perseverance and that, that kind of carried through over into the kitchen and you know once in a while you'll you'll you know through my different job experiences you'll meet a chef and he'll he'll you know he'll say try this and you'll just blow your mind and you're just like whoa just when you think you've learned it all yeah you know you're hit with another flavor combination or another inspiration or something that just speaks to you and um for me that that's 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 amazing and just being able to um especially this day and age actually sit down with with friends and family and and enjoy a meal and talk about your day and yeah. you know food brings people together 100 percent, 100 percent. 
There's a great book. I'll show it to you later on. The, one of the ones DK sent me called Food. Yeah, and it's it's like this, it's called the story of food, mm-hmm. and they've got all this this big section on like how socially important it is yeah. to eat together. Yeah, because a lot of people just grab something, they sit down on the couch in the room, they wolf it down, they go to the room, whatever, they just eat and whatever. But it's like they even have uh, I can't remember where it is in Asia. They have like once a year, it's like a street festival where they just line up tables. Yeah, like the whole the whole city, and it's just like everyone comes and eats at these tables, yeah. whatever, just to eat together as a community or whatever. Mm-hmm. How like socially important it is. You know, so no, I, I agree with you 100% in that regard. Um, I wanted to ask, this is one that, that's interesting to me. So, okay, when you were here, what, last year? We were yeah. hanging out and you explained something to me. So two things. I have okay. two questions and I have to make sure I ask them both because I will forget one of them. Okay. Is we were talking about this earlier today. I was telling you how, like you told me about this was the whole, like I look at some of these culinary things. I, I What I liked the, 10 years ago when I was talking about how things were more expensive, whatever, that's when I first started watching the Food Network. Mm-hmm. So you'd see these shows like Iron Chef and yep. uh, uh, Kitchen Nightmares, <clears throat> you know, stuff with Gordon Ramsay, Restaurant Makeover, where all these different things and they're changing menus. And it, and it made me very interested in the whole culinary thing. And for a while I was like, oh, I wonder if I'd like to be a chef. I started cooking mm-hmm. different things that I'd never cooked before, tried to introduce myself. So this is maybe where the two-parter comes in is I tried to introduce myself to things I didn't like eating. I tried okay. making like steak and mushrooms and stuff. I fucking hate mushrooms. Yep. I've talked about it before. Um, so, but you explained to me that it's not like, hey, where do you, it's not like someone's like, what if I took watercrest and mm-hmm. raspberries? They're not just grabbing two random things out of the blue and then throwing them together to see if they make a flavor combination. Uh-huh. You were explaining, which I kind of like, because it makes it seem a little less like it's mystical craftsmanship. Like there's chef monks meditating in the mountains mm-hmm. on, on flavor combos. But you were explaining how like a lot of it is just, it's a simple kind of formula where like when you make a meal, and I'll let you correct me because I know I'm not gonna be right on it, but it's kind of like, well, you need a certain level of acidity in every dish, and mm-hmm. a certain level of sweet, and a certain level of salt. Yeah. Like not every dish has to have sweet per se, but there's balances. So it's not so yep. much that like, hey, raspberry goes with this, it's that sweet goes with salt, or whatever it is, right? right? So is there like any kind of generic baseline that, that you look for when you're creating a dish? Because there's so many out there. Like that's the best thing, you go to a restaurant, like, oh, you try it, and you're like, oh, who would have thought but yeah. really, like I like that because you really took away some of that mystique, not in a negative, right? But just that, like, it's not like these guys are fucking way out there. It's like, but once you know that, like, hey, salt and sweet, mm-hmm. try this together. So you can put pear and brie together, yeah, and that'll work. And of course, it's popular, so you start to see it other places too. But the whole idea is it doesn't come from like somebody trying ninety-seven different pieces of cheese with one fruit and going, okay, which one? It's that knowing that this is salt and that's sweet kind of thing. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, yeah. So it's. I think the big thing is developing your palate mm-hmm. and that comes a lot of it c- does come from experience. Um, but to kind of, to elaborate on what you're talking about, um, acidities, that's, that's, that's very important. Uh, acidities and let's say fats. Okay. For example. Um, so what, what you can probably notice is sometimes like, let's say, um, Okay, we're going to give an example to make these again. Okay. Right? This is like just a simple example, but it makes so much sense. So, you, you know, you have a burger and you have your fries. Okay, there's salt on the fries. Um, what what they do is like they'll pair it with pop, right? Okay. Now, the relationship that the acidity and the fat have is the acidity cuts through the fat. Okay. So, you take a bite of that burger, right? And then that fat coats your tongue. Okay. And then if you were to take like a bite of the fries, well, you might taste them, but you wouldn't 
taste them as well as if you were to take a sip of that pop. Because what the pop does, the acidity, it cuts through the fat and it cleanses the palate. Okay. So every bite, you're getting that first bite sensation. Um, same with, uh, let's say, sushi, for example, right? Okay. You're eating a lot of uh, fatty fish, uh, salmon, and then you have the pickled ginger. Well, that's a form of acidity. Mm. So you're cleansing your palate, right? Yeah. So acids and fats. And then you have, of course, um, your salty and your sweet. So it's, I guess... I was going to say that was what my brain went with with the, the mm-hmm. fries and the burger thing. Yeah. Because I was thinking almost like, oh, people must think like pop pop goes well because you get your sweet and salty. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the acidity of the pop is also doing the cleanse of the fat from the burger. Yeah. So you're exactly. getting like a feeling. But, but yeah, sorry, like you were saying, I like, the, I like the ginger, the pickled ginger with the sushi too. I'm not a big sushi guy, but, yeah. but it does make sense. I was like it you know, it tastes better when I put a little bit of that ginger mm-hmm. on there. So, yeah. And then it's all about finding that balance too. Um, and we can take a look at textures, how, how the food feels in your mouth, the, mm-hmm. the bite, the feel, um, temperature. That's an, that's another thing. Uh, so like, let's say you're eating ice cream, for example, mm-hmm. they actually, the manufacturers will have to actually put, uh, more sugar in that sweet frozen product because we perceive sugar um, less when something is is really cold versus if it was warm. I see. So that's you know we we can taste more sugar when it's warm than when it's cold. Yeah, like I know that cold mutes a lot of flavors. Like I know right. that's, a, that's a thing with with whiskey. I'm, mm-hmm. Everyone knows I'm big into whiskey, and and that's the thing for two people. It's like you know put ice in it. It's like yeah, you can put ice in it, but first off, you're diluting. If it's a really expensive whiskey, mm-hmm. you're diluting it. So you're kind of ruining what the person wants you to taste. And then when you make it colder. You're also muting flavors. Yep. It's the same. So that's, I'm just thinking when you said that my, my brain immediately went to wines because I'm like, typically white wines I find oh, to be sweeter true. than reds. Yeah. And they're the ones that are served oh, chilled. Yeah. So it must yeah. mean that there's more sugar in those just due to the fact that it's like, well, if you want to taste the sugar. Possibly. Then it's like, that's well, we got to sweeten it up. Because I know yeah. that Moscato's and stuff like that are insane. They're like usually over 100 grams of sugar per liter. Right. It's crazy. Uh, so yeah, another cool fun fact that I wanted to to, to mention is that um, uh, women actually tend to have uh, when we're talking about taste, they have more on average more taste receptors on their tongues than men. Oh. So they can actually taste better than we can. So in even a lot if you're of, willing to blow a guy, it still tastes worse to a woman. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, I, I think it has Sorry, to Sorry, ladies. All those guys that don't shower out there. Oh, we didn't realize. Jesus, you had to take it there, dude. I, dude, I haven't, I haven't said anything for a while. So <laughs> I always have to cut through the series. If it's getting too educational for my listeners, yeah, I have to fair do enough. And a dick joke. Yeah, uh, and a dick joke. So they can actually... So that maybe that's why women enjoy, uh-huh. I guess, dining out oh, and okay. stuff like that. Yeah. Not licking that, licking each other, right? I don't. I've seen the internet. I've been on the internet. That's the thing they do. But uh, no, but that, 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 so women can. Enjoy, well, I mean, that's why shit's more savory to them. Like you watch a woman enjoy a piece of chocolate uh, or, or something. You know you what go. I mean? Like yeah. so, they're they're having a different experience, right? Because guys are always like, "Why do women like chocolate so much?" Yeah. Well, maybe if they can I, taste it better than we can. Yeah, and I I, th- I think too, maybe it's from like an evolutionary standpoint. You know, the woman is. Um, Usually, not all times, not all times, but usually the the care, like the main nurturer for the child. You know what I mean. Right. So if if she's, you know, if she's eating something and she's giving it to that that infant, she would need to make sure that it's it's safe to eat. So and it's like the not king's spoiled. soup tester. Yeah, I guess the <laughs> king's like, soup tester. Tis safe for the king. 
<laughs> at least uh, that's that's my take on it. I mean, I could because it be is wrong, interesting. But, it is yeah. interesting. Like, why would why would females need better taste receptors? But maybe it just comes better from being, having better like olfactory senses or something. Like that. Yeah, true. When they're pregnant, they can smell shit. From, there like, you a go. Mile away, or they're, right? like, they're like bears. <laughs> yeah. So if there's any uh, any girls out there who who think that you know they're they're not going to be good chefs for whatever reason, just remember you guys have you know the the better taste buds. So nice. a little fun fact for you. That's interesting. The other part of the question that I wanted to ask you was as a chef, and I'll get into my week, guys. I haven't told you anything that I did this week, but um, one of the things that I find very interesting uh, it, it makes me curious because there's a lot of things I don't like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not like 50-50, but there's a lot of things I don't like. For me, I think it's more of a texture than a taste. I don't yeah. think flavors turn me off. Right, because mushrooms are pretty too. dull, and you mentioned that you don't I like mushrooms, but I think it's mushrooms. the texture. Yeah, they're spongy. Yeah. They, you go to bite on them, and they, they fight back. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> what, about, hate it. what about eggplant? I don't mind. It. I fucking hate eggplant. It's so bitter and nasty. I don't know why I, pick I like up it on pickled. That. Pickled eggplant. Okay, like. yeah, maybe pickled, but like whoa. just eggplant. Yeesh. No, yeah. it's like it's like to me, just eggplant is like trying to eat a silicone breast implant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Someone about ooh, it's a eggplant parm. All right, you deep fried and battered a fucking fake titty like that's that's the fucking texture and weirdness that it that it's got to me jesus right and they're like clear you cut them up and they're like they're like weird and clear. yeah yeah right <laughs> well maybe when they cook maybe the ones i've seen the pickled ones look clear yeah they're like white right mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i've had pickled eggplant on sandwiches if you put like i love pickles yeah if you put too much eggplant on it i'm like i'm out but yeah. that's the thing I, there's texture i don't mind eggplant i take eggplant over mushrooms in a heartbeat yeah but I, I don't know. There's textures I don't like. So as a chef, that's mm-hmm. so there you go. You've already said one thing that you don't like, but like, do you, you'll, you'll taste whatever you make regardless. Right. right. Yep. So there's, so you don't care. Like, is there anything that you're just like hard? No, I'm not eating it. Eggplant. That's it. That's it. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. There's no other, any other taste. I'm one of those people. I had this conversation recently. I'm one of those people that cilantro tastes like soap to me. Okay. Wait a minute. Yeah. 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 Cilantro, so like, cilantro might like be cilantro. in a, in a good second. I, I I try it and I try and incorporate it into a lot of Does it taste like soap to you? Yeah, it kind of does. It's like a genetic thing, apparently. Like like one out of every three people, cilantro tastes like soap. Seriously? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I like honestly, God, you may as well take a, a cheese grater and a bar of soap and just shave it into <clears> my food. That's what cilantro makes my food yeah. taste like. So it's it's fucking and then the, but it, th- there's no medium ground on cilantro. People either love cilantro or mm-hmm. hate it. There's no like, man, I don't mind. It's it's either good or bad. So nothing in terms of meat. You're not like hard no on crab or like hard no on mm. on salami or something. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that might polarize them. There's no vegetables like. Okay, you remember mock chicken? Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. But you're never gonna go to you know what you're never gonna go to a fucking nice restaurant and be like, sir, would you like a mock chicken steak? You see, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, how medium. Oh wait, I don't, is. I don't really like spam either. I love corned beef, but spam, I just, I can't do corned it. Corned beef, corned beef hash, I can do. Yeah, as long as there's no like peppers and shit in it. Yeah, I don't like what that's what I was trying to say. Is that like, okay, so you could probably appreciate this more than anybody else. I wanna, I wanna write this into a joke, but just for the time being, because like I have all these friends who are like, oh, you hate vegetables, right? And I'm like, I don't hate vegetables. I hate tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I really don't like. I really, really don't like onions. Depending on how thickly they're cut and how long they're cooked or whatever. Like, I'll yep. put raw onions on a hot dog. I don't mind. And certain cooked onions, I don't mind. Like, I don't mind onion rings as long as they're not super thick or whatever. But for the most part, like big chopped chunks of onions in a salad, I'm, I'm not really interested in just yeah. chewing onions. Mm-hmm. But they're the my least 
least disliked. But I don't like mushrooms. I don't like green peppers. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, I don't hate green peppers. I can't eat them. I get horrible heartburn. They're not worth it. So tomatoes, onions, green peppers, mushrooms. Those, I don't hate, those are the only vegetables I don't like. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Those are like the Mount Rushmore vegetables. Like tomatoes are in like almost everything. If they're pureed, right. it's like the texture I really don't like of tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, people are like, oh, you don't like vegetables because every time we try to order a pizza, they want to put onions and green peppers on it. Like, oh, you don't yeah. like veggies. No, I don't like those veggies. You know, well, do you like fucking salad? Yeah, yeah, but I'm picking chunks of tomato and onions and green peppers out of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so I just wanted to say like for, for myself, that's frustrating because I'm like, yeah, I like vegetables. Broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, peas, corn, beans, yeah, Brussels sprouts, asparagus. Like the list goes on of the shit that I like, but- they're not the main four. I think I think the the mushrooms isn't exactly a vegetable, but think of a piece of like combination pizza. Mm-hmm. It's fucking green, green peppers, peppers, mushrooms, like yeah, all the yeah. shit I don't like. So that's that's one of the things too. Like it's it's really frustrating too when like ordering food is like you find that shit in everything. Yeah. You know? Bean salad. Great. Oh, look, there's green peppers and onions in yeah. there. You know what I mean? One of the things that started happening. I don't know what happened. I don't know what Nazi won an election that made this start happening, but these fucking, I love going for breakfast. Mm-hmm. All right. Breakfast, best meal. But out of the blue, these places started putting onions in their home fries. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like you get, and it's not even like, like a lot of places you go like, would you like us to add onions to your home fries and extra charge? No, yeah. not paying you more to ruin my breakfast, but, but thanks for asking mm-hmm. some places. That's their default. Oh yeah. Their home, their home fries come. We put onions in them. Okay. Uh, would you ever like me to come back? Because uh, that's the worst. Now there's even places that automatically put green peppers in them. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. And it's even more reason for me to not eat them. I'm like, what is going on? I think I really, I, this joke I'm going to have to bring down. Yeah. Peppers, People leave the home fries alone. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess uh, that's what I was getting at for you. Is, I'm like, is there anything like that that even though you're a chef, because that's the thing, I... I know I don't like them, so I wouldn't be well, making a meal with them. But I mean, yeah, like I might add a bit of sautéed onions and mushrooms to home fries if I'm at home. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, but like when they when they bring these home fries to you, are the onions sautéed or they're just like they're sautéed? Okay, are they okay? But they just you're yeah, not, it's like when they're flipping it. them on the on the grill, they're just throwing a pile of onions in there and yeah. cutting them. I just don't love it. I I wouldn't be a fan of the green pepper and the the uh, home fries but yeah. like the onions they're, trying maybe. To a, they're trying to turn it into a potato salad with no cream uh, on it. you yeah, know what yeah. i mean yeah it's like why are there onions in this in my potatoes just leave the potatoes alone they were they were mm-hmm. good the way they are i don't know I, I i it's not the end of the world it's not the be all and end all but i just find it now here's the difference too i'm talking about the shit that i would cook for myself so as a chef you're not cooking for yourself you're cooking for everybody else but of course right. i know just from everything i've watched in the food network is while you're cooking you kind of have to taste yeah. to make sure that there's a you know a consistency to everything that right there's a, a you know uniformity to everything yep. but there's not stuff that you're like hard no you try it eggplant yeah just that's pretty much it to be honest i'm pretty open to no sauces no spices hmm no no that's no. awesome see i i wish i had that like i look what about foreign stuff like exotic food, like you know like those like scorpions and oh wow, and like spiders I, and stuff like maybe, that? but or, that well sure yeah I don't think I touch that stuff no okay because <laughs> I I always wonder about that because I got I got a roommate who will, like eat anything he'll eat anything he'll try anything he's not doesn't love certain things but, yeah but he will try anything and I look at these things like there was these like onions I saw like in Chinatown it looked like a twig 
with a bunch of burrs on it. And then you grab the burr and you peel it and the fucking onion comes out of this, what looks like a, like a ball bag. It looks like you're ripping a scrotum open and there's an onion. They're like little pearl onions or whatever. Okay. But they, they come out of these weird things. I was like, I would never try that. We never tried an onion that grows in a scrotum. Yeah. But it's just, it's, I don't have that. I'm not adventurous. Like my okay. buddies, my buddies go to like, my friend, uh, Chris showed me a picture, a video of like, he was in this little hole in the wall restaurant in like Hong Kong or China. And, uh, it was a plate of like noodles with worms in it. And the worms were alive and slithering. Yeah. Like little meal worms. Meal worms yeah. Would you eat that? Uh, probably not if they were alive. Maybe if they were roasted and seasoned. <laughs> like they're they're roasted and seasoned. Yeah. That might be okay. I, fuck. I can't. A little I bit can't. of barbecue seasoning or something. I'm a delicate little bitch like that. I just, yeah. I see that stuff. I'm like, ah, I understand yeah. it's, it's cultural because I'm used to like, my animals already being dead and transformed into something that looks like it's got, you know, yeah. lettuce, pickles, ketchup, mustard. Doesn't have a head on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But these things are still writhing around. Look, and I'm like, yeah. you can't do it. I can't fucking do yeah, it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to know is if you were kind of like, if you're adventurous and you're like, fuck, if it's food, yeah, I'll give it a try. Like, Yeah, no. If something's still moving on the plate, I might be a little squeamish. <laughs> okay. So. so it's not like, yeah, I just, I always wonder that about chefs. It's just like, is it just like, hey, if it's food, try it, eat it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um Cool. Okay. Well, I'm going to bug you more about food stuff. We're 40 minutes in. We're, we're moving right along. Sweet. Um, I'm just going to tell you onesies about how my week was. Okay. I was doing uh, more activations for the Canadian blood services. Uh, that was fun. Um, I will say this to you guys. Um, I've been in, uh, what do you call it? Jesus Christ. My phone's going nuts. Sorry guys. Uh, that's yeah. That's just the last two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like showing Matt here. Like when you guys think you're like, how does he keep getting distracted? I'm like, because nothing stops bothering me for attention. Um, ba, 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 Canadian blood services. I was at Algonquin college. Can I tell you guys how scary colleges are now? Man, is it ever great that we can express ourselves however we want? I do think that's great, but I will tell you to a 36 year old man, it is horrifying. Some of the, uh, the things I'm seeing people's forms of expression. I'm just, <laughs> and there's a lot of people how do I say this? That sound like a piece of shit. I am all for, and I'm not even, I'm not even going, you guys think I might be trying to make some sort of transgendered comment or whatever. I'm not, I'm just talking about people's straight up fashion decisions and things like that. As an old man, I just feel like, uh, the analogy I want to make is I'm just like looking at all these different animals going like, what the fuck is going on? But like a, like a lion on the Savannah, you know, everyone's at the watering hole in one place, all the different animals, everything like that. And I'm just hiding in the grass going, what the fuck is going on here? Everyone's drinking. It was a Starbucks in the middle of their, their, uh, commons building. And just the people that were coming in all day, like I said, the, the clothing choice, everyone's hair is a color now, right? Like everyone's got pink and purple and Mm -hmm. blue hair now, no issues with it. Just it's different to me. Again, I haven't been in a college or school setting in 20 years. So it's just, is that the male, male person, male carrier? So many distractions. I got like ADD. So all I can say guys is if you haven't been frightened for what the future is got in store, go hang out at a college for an hour in the commons area and just look at the people coming in. Everyone's got their phone in front of their face, uh, earbuds in. I even saw people like, you know how people used to hang their earbuds over their ear? Mm-hmm. Like they take the little cord and wrap it over their ear. Now I saw a guy with AirPods. And just tucked it behind his ear. Like, no. Put it, if you're going to take it out, put it in the fucking case. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, but he's got it tucked behind his ear in such a stupid way. I don't know. Guys, I, I became a judgy old man very quick at that college setting. But, uh, <laughs> and they didn't want to donate their blood. They didn't want to donate their blood. So it was a rough, uh, 
They're like, why, why would I give you my blood? I'm like, I don't know, because it helps save a life. I hope one day you never need it. If that's your position on it, you know, mm. it was interesting, whatever. Um, but that's it. I talked about it last week. I just find that being at these colleges, it's so different. It's so different. And listening to the conversations, like the things that are important to people at that age, mm-hmm. it, it happens to everybody. I'm sure people in their sixties would listen to the shit I'm talking about going, there's nothing. What is this idiot talking about? It's all garbage. Um, <laughs> My hips hurt. <laughs> um, so yeah, I did that. I guys, I uh, I did an uh, expo in Toronto, EGLX, Electronic Gaming. I don't even know if that's what that stands for, but um, I drove to Toronto Friday morning. Uh, got stuck in Toronto traffic on my way to my Airbnb. Here's the thing. Uh, as you guys know, I'm a big board game nerd. I enjoy board games. The only opportunity, my, I had to be at the Metro Toronto Convention Center at 1 p.m. I got into Toronto at about 11.30 and my board game store in Scarborough in the area. So basically I'm driving past this board game store, the only one that I can go to, drive all the way down into downtown Toronto. I'm like, I'm like, I can stay here till noon and wait for the store to open, but I have to check in at my Airbnb and be at the convention center for once. So anyways, I, I get to my Airbnb for 11.30. I check in, I get my key. I drive back in like morning traffic all the way back to Scarborough like 30 minutes backwards. I, I, I drive forward 30 minutes, back 30 minutes, buy my game. So you're like, why wouldn't you just order it online, Josh? I mean, well, this, this particular game that I wanted to buy is only available for pickup. There's some sort of deal with the manufacturer or whatever that you cannot, you know, for, for some reason to support brick and mortars and to, to not compete with his own online sales. If you want to buy it, you have to go to the store and buy it. So that's what I did. That's what I did my Friday morning. I drove to Toronto. Then I checked into my Airbnb, drove all the way back 30 minutes to a board game store to buy one game and then drive all the way to the Metro uh, Toronto Convention Center. Um, this EGLX thing I was doing was like, it was for the Hewlett Packard's Omen computers. Again, they're gaming computers. And uh, it was like a comic con of like video games and, and gaming tournaments and things like that. It was, it was uh, really uh, interesting, I would say. Uh, again, people dressed up as like cosplayers and robots right. and like the weirdest, like the weirdest shit. And that was the thing with the cosplayers. Some people like really went all out on their costumes. And then at one point I just saw this really large person. Uh, well, I, I have to tell, I can't tell the story without saying it, it was a large woman and she had like, uh, she had her legs cut out. So it was like, like leotards or whatever, kind of like an eighties workout. <laughs> what, do you, what do you call them? Fuck. It's like an 80s workout video, right? You got like just the vagina and the butt covered and then Sorry. the legs out. I don't know what this, I don't know what the fuck it's called. It looks like a one piece bikini. So basically all of the legs and the ass hanging out. But here's the thing on a lot of these weird, wacky anime costumes, like that's and video game costumes. That's how these women are dressed. But then they have these big elaborate shoulder pads and there's all this look to it. And there's a lot that goes into it. This girl was like literally wearing just a leotard thing. And that was it. It was just, she was big. So I'm like, what are you supposed to be? <laughs> Sorry. No, don't, don't apologize. You can laugh. I haven't heard leotards in such a long time. I don't, time. I don't I even know if that's the right that word. word. <laughs> Is that the right word? I don't know. Spandex? Le- no. Spandex. But, I, like, but even spandex sounds like it covers like, this is just like. Just that word though. I feel though, like it's a ballet. Leotard. Leot- oh, yeah, right. Leotards. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Leo special needs is what I meant to say. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the point is, is that there was no effort to this costume. She was just a half naked fat chick. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I don't mean to be rude, but part of me is like, I get cosplay and, and there were, and there was, here's the thing. There was a lot of large lady cosplayers in costumes like that, but they were clearly a character mm-hmm. or something. It wasn't like, Hey, I want to be the fat chick at the gaming expo with my legs and ass hanging out. Right. Cause some of these girls, like that was another conversation that I had coming up was like, 
how like what what good looking girl mm. here's here's me with judgmental and ignorance all right onesies i'm aware of what i'm about to say but i'm like ner- like <laughs> here's the thing this expo had a lot of gaming nerds the guys who sit in their mom's basements shower they wake up in the morning the first thing they do is not shower mm-hmm. you know and they go on with the day they put their leather jackets on because they still think that's a cool look right really seals in all those smells and everything like that <laughs> right and then they wander out to the expo bring yeah. in their bring in their cure like yeah. basically these guys have like a like a, an aged whiskey level of bo they're right. like 12 like years no doritos and nicotine or something <laughs> yeah. oh it's just it's all horrible just smells yeah. coming out of them but I'm like, then there's these women who are good looking, okay, right? And they're like, I want to dress up like the hot chick and mm. blah, 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 and then show up at this convention. Why? You know what I mean? I get cheerleaders because they might land an athlete, you mm. know, like a guy who's in shape and good looking. Okay, I see what are they, what, yeah. what are these beautiful women showing up at these cosplay? Like, why? And everyone's like, well, some of them get paid a lot of money. And I'm like, look, yeah. I get that. Once you've arrived, I get it. But what girl who's good looking is like, you know what? Forget the athletes, forget the, the 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 tech guys. I want to go after the nerdy, stinky, fatty gamers. Yeah, you know, the more pimples, the better. Yeah, it's like you're checking his credit score by the dots on his face. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, what what is going on? I just want to know, like, what is what? Where did these chicks are like? Okay, and then they, and it, here's the thing. Like, I get that there's some good looking nerdy chicks. There's, I'll t- I'll be honest with you. A lot of these nerdy people, not a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. Like they come up to me to ask me a question. They won't even make eye contact. They're like, oh, my, I, have, I have a question. I'm, I was wondering uh, what kind of, uh, I'm, in, I'm in the market for a, a new, like, like almost like they have to qualify why they're asking. I'm, I'm in the market for a new machine. That's why I'm asking you a question. I'm just, uh, what kind of uh, processor? Does it have like the dual core, blah, 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 or does it have the blah, blah, I'm like, I, buddy, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. I don't know what your, your thing is. And I'm going, and these, a lot of the women are like that too. Like they're a little shy or whatever. But I'm like, at what point are you like, I'm shy, but I want to show my ass. I want to show my ass to these weird, strange, socially inept people. I'm, I did take more from the expo than just this, by the way, guys. <laughs> I just found that was one of the things. We were set up right next to the cl- the cosplay area, so I was just going like, "Why? Who hurt you mm-hmm. that you're like? I want to I want to turn on these nerds." Then again, I really hope you know. I assume for some reason, red is usually my go to in expectation. Like whenever I say something out of place, I'm like, I expect red to chime in with the. Uh, the female perspective. And since Red likes to play video games and shit too. However, Red, as far as I know, you're not a cosplayer. So it's, if she was the cosplayer, I'd be like, then Red can just answer this for sure. But the nerdy chicks were like, yeah, I want to get half naked in front of these stinky guys. And that's the thing. They're going to yeah. they're gonna want to stick around these girls longer. Mm-hmm. Anyways, there were some, there were some really attractive uh, cosplayers. But at the same time, one of the things that surprised me too, there was a lot of, uh, let's say, gender role play. Okay. So there'd be like, I would see somebody with like a great backside walking away, big long hair, whatever they turn around. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I, got, I got caught in that a few times. Yep. But uh, so yeah, so my new policy is don't look at anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to fact check all my porn first. Go, is that really it? No, I'm kidding. Um, but anyways, you know, I had a good time at EGLX. My Airbnb this time was, was better than previous experiences on a budget. You can get great Airbnbs if you want to spend 150 bucks a night like a hotel. But uh I go budget, buddy. I go budget. I go, what's the cheapest room I can get <laughs> to stay in Toronto? And I got a decent one. I actually stayed with some nice people. Um, and But the bedroom that I was staying in, mm-hmm. it was like a kid's bedroom. <laughs> I'm serious. They had like Rick and Morty posters on the wall. There was like board games and puzzles on a shelf. The bed that I was in was like a single bed. You know what I mean? So it was small. And uh, the pillows that they gave me, 
Like, so it's like we're talking like kids sheets. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I can't remember. It wasn't like Power Rangers or Marvel on it, but it was like kids theme, like just like little motorboats or something. You know what I mean? Like on the bed. My the blanket they gave me was a sleeping bag. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I was I was under like vinyl, <laughs> nylon fucking. So like you can't check the room out or whatever. Before There's you pictures check in, of it, yeah. but it's hard to tell from the pictures. Like oh, when, okay. when a sleeping bag's all folded up, it just looks like a blanket yeah. at the bottom of the the bed. Like right. it, wasn't, it wasn't rolled up. I didn't come in. There was like a sleeping bag rolled up. But it was like it was like a kid's sleeping bag that when you unzipped it, it was enough to cover a single human being in this wow. bed. The pillow was was thinner than I, I. It was it was incredibly thin pillow. You know what I mean? It was like an airline pillow, but larger in terms of width. So it was like thin, and then there was like a couch cushion. So it was like this thin pillow and a couch cushion, which I just jammed together <sighs> and stuck in the corner of the wall and just sort of propped myself up on. Um, and then yeah, like everything else was fine. They, the Wi-Fi worked great and everything. They didn't give me a towel, so okay. I kind of like a shower and then like run naked down the hall <laughs> to, to my room to try to dry off. But uh, I, I, at one point, I was like, I wonder if I can just like wad up toilet paper and try to dry off the real wet areas. <laughs> but then it's gonna rip and stick, and now you're covered in that. Yeah. Anyways, it was not ideal. However, it was nice. The bathroom was nice. The door locked and it, it stayed locked, which was great. Um, but yeah, no, I, I had a, I had a good time. I was in Toronto. I had made friends with all sorts of new BAs I'd never worked with before. Um, did I do anything else of note? I, there's not a whole lot of note. I got stuck. Okay. This marathon thing happened. This pissed me off. I'm going to get through it real quick. On Sunday morning, I tried to get there early so that I can go get breakfast across the street from the, the Toronto convention center. And I left with 45 minutes before I had to be there. And my GPS was like 12 minutes before you get there. I'm like, amazing. So I'm like, I'm like seven, eight blocks, long blocks, but seven, eight blocks from this place from my Airbnb. Get my car, drive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tells me to go down Young Street, which is like the longest street in the world or whatever. And uh, I turn left and I'm stuck in traffic. All right, well, we'll figure it out, right? I'm, I'm going right in like five blocks. I got tons of time. I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. Traffic's barely moving, barely moving. What the fuck is going on? I look at my GPS and it went from getting there at nine o'clock to like 9.17. And this is because I've been just sitting in traffic for so long. So I messaged my boss, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but my but traffic's not moving and I'm, or it's barely moving and my, my ETA is going up like crazy. I'm, I think I might be late or photo finish. And he's like, yeah, no worries. Mm-hmm. I get down and I see that the west, west, westward turn is closed. And I'm like, what the fuck? Cops are blocking off traffic, everything like that. I'm like, oh, fuck, I wonder what happened. Yeah. You know, maybe there was a shooting or something. So I, I go where my GPS detours me to, to like the next street over. Basically, the entire southern part of the city mm-hmm. was blocked off from being able to go west. So I keep going down around another street, try to loop around. My GPS doesn't know these streets are closed. Right. So it just keeps trying to send me this. And I'm like, I don't know Toronto. How the fuck do I get to this place? So I just keep going to the point where, and for anyone who doesn't know, Toronto, the city ends at the river. Like there's a river or a lake or whatever. So you end at the water. I go all the way down to the water and I still can't go west. So now I'm looping around back. And keep in mind, this is not like open streets and I'm driving clear. This is me stuck in bumper to bumper traffic trying to get to these uh, other places. Trying yeah. well, maybe this street, maybe this street. Finally we get all the way down to the bottom. It's like it's all closed. And I ask the cop, I go, why? I go, I'm not from here. I don't have uh you know, my GPS thinks all these streets are open. They don't realize you guys closed down half the city. What's going on? They're like, oh it's a marathon. I go, okay, how do I get to the Metro Toronto Convention Center from right here, right now? How do I get there? And they're like, I don't know, you should walk. Like, find out, you know, I go, what? You want me to walk? I'm in my car. You want me to just get out here? I'll leave it here. You guys watch it today. I'll come back and get it. 
you know, because I am like seven, eight blocks away. So I had to turn around. I basically passed, like no word of a lie, I passed where I was when I messaged my boss Mm -hmm. an hour later just to loop back and get back to where I was. Heading northwards through the city till I finally found a spot that was open westward, bumper to bumper traffic, da 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 da. The point is my 12 minute trip took me almost two and a half hours. Oh my God. Yeah, I was in traffic for two and a half hours to try to get there. That was the worst yeah, for, a mar- for a marathon. Brutal. For a marathon. Oh, we're running a marathon. Like, and I'm driving by these people like, you know, I looked at a truck on the way by on Young Street when I was back where I was. Yeah. I looked at the truck next to me because we're side by side. And I opened the I opened the window. He's headed the other way. He's headed into this nightmare. I go, are you trying to go west? And mm-hmm. he goes, yeah. I go, there's nothing. Ouch. There's nothing that direction. Not yep. one thing that's going to let you go west at all. Turn around and go the other way. He's like, oh, thanks, man. I'm like, yeah. There's my, my East Coast hospitality in Toronto where no one wants to talk to you. Right. But it was just like, yeah. I'm like, there's nothing. If you're trying to go west, nothing is open there. So... Anyways, I, I finally got to the, the center. It just, it took forever. Started my day off the worst because that was Sunday, which means I got up to the convention center, work all day, do tear down. We have to tear down everything at the third day and then drive four hours back to Ottawa. And I had an activation the next morning. So it was, it was a shit way to start the day. I'm like, I hate the city. When I saw the people in the little marathon gear, like walking down the street, I'm like, I yep. hope someone bombs your fucking marathon. <laughs> it, like, you know what I mean? Can like, you say that? I just did. Uh, <laughs> No, in, in the sense, like, I man, obviously I don't hope that, but I'm like, this stupid little, we're going we're gonna to walk and run. You're going to shut down downtown Toronto for a marathon. Why not do it somewhere else? Yeah. You know, or part of it. You literally shut down every street westward and, and caused the worst traffic jam I've ever seen ever in my life. It was, it was just brutal. It was just fucking brutal. So it, I definitely, I go from being mindful, like, oh, I don't want to hurt anybody. And I didn't open my window and yell that at them. I'm just thinking, like, fuck you and your fucking marathon. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? <laughs> I'm late. I'm embarrassed, you know? Anyways, um, yesterday, so as always, guys, we're recording this on Tuesday. We're getting close to the hour mark. I'm just letting you know we're recording this on Tuesday. We'll be available for you tomorrow. Yesterday was election day. Uh, I guess congratulations to the liberal government on their minority win, I guess. Um where Matt and I are not talking politics just because, you know, I, I just don't like to polarize anybody. Um, I appreciate all your onesies and how you, which ways you lean and all that shit. So just they won. Congratulations to them. Minority government, which means they went from a majority to a minority. So not ever, not as many people want them in power as did before. That's just, that's all that means. You can argue it, but it's the truth. If they, if as many people wanted them, there would be, uh, you know, they would have a majority again. And I haven't been paying attention to politics, so I can't speak educated uh, educatedly, that's not a word, <laughs> intelligently about, uh, about the election at the moment. So, um, yeah, just, uh, just noticed that. But what I was doing for election day, I got up early, I went out and I voted. Um, and then I was doing a, a thing for DoorDash. DoorDash is like skip the dishes or Uber eats. Um, and they had a promotion going on. We were delivering, uh, pizza slices to, to polling areas so that there was no hangry votes was the hashtag they were going with. No hangry votes from DoorDash. So I spent the day, my, uh, my partner and I uh, were running around doing, uh, basically picking up all these slices at Pizza Pizzas, throwing them in the car, driving to these areas and handing them out. A lot of people were like, what do you mean free pizza? Like, it's a free pizza from DoorDash. Courtesy of DoorDash, take the pizza. It was fun. It, the, the worst part was that we were crushing it, so we ran out of the pizza way faster than we were supposed to, and then we would just get to a, a dingy little pizza pizza, sit in there, and like wait for 45 minutes for them to get all the pizza ready. So the worst part of the day was sitting in these, these scuzzy pizza pizzas. Some of them were very nice, well-lit. You know, you ever go to a pizza pizza? Mm. They, they have them out, out east, eh? Yeah. Still? Okay. Yeah. So you get a pizza pizza, and it's like dimly lit, like they don't change the bulbs. You're seeing this is this dark area, and you're like, what the fuck is going on in this area? Mm-hmm. 
You know, it just feels like a rundown joint. The bathroom's got like it's just the shit kicked out of it. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's definitely not like it used to be. I remember when we would, you know, hit yeah. up Pizza Pizza as kids, and it'd be like what two bucks for a slice, and yeah, it and it was made with pizza. real food. Yeah, the crust wasn't wasn't as cardboardish as it mm-hmm. is today. It's uh, not the shit on Pizza Pizza, but it's just it's not what it once was, and it's it's definitely like the 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 dive. It's like the Canadian IHOP. We don't have IHOPs here, but like just the dive place where you go late at night, Pizza Pizza, that's the one. But there was a few nice restaurants, and some of the people were really, really nice to us, like some of the employees. But uh, anyways, I did that yesterday. I came home, and I, uh, and I went and I got uh, some, uh, some whiskey. I didn't drink any yet, but uh, I picked up some whiskey at the, uh, the liquor store. Uh, and my pals there hooked me up with two empty bottles to make my infinity bottles. So I um, wanted to talk about that very briefly. Um, we were talking about that before we started the podcast, Matt, was that uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I had only heard of this recently, so it's not like this is a thing I'm well aware of. I heard of it recently. It sounded like exactly what I needed to solve the particular problem that I was looking at having. I wish I only wish that I had uh, figured this out sooner because I've I've had a few bottles that I've, I've finished out of urgency. So an infinity bottle, guys. And Matt, feel free to ask any questions uh, while we're chatting about this. And a lot of this is just what I understand. I'm not saying that this is all fact, 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 fact. A lot of it is what I understand. So. So that you guys know, if you have a nice bottle of, of alcohol, all right, predominantly whiskey is where this works because again, uh, vodkas, gins, um, rums, these are not necessarily very aged spirits. They're made and you can pretty much consume them right away. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, well, you don't go out and buy a $20 or 20 year old bottle of vodka. You know, you buy better better premium vodkas, but they're not necessarily aged. It's usually whiskeys that are aged. Rum, I've seen a lot of rums that are starting to be aged and I've seen the occasional tequila, but overall it's whiskeys that are aged in the barrels. And the whole reason is that they get their, their flavor profile from the barrels that they're aged in. Blah, 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 blah. The point of that is, um, when I buy these nice bottles, once you get, you know, halfway to under halfway of the bottle left, the, it starts to evaporate the air in the bottle. Even if you got it corked, the air in the bottle starts to evaporate the, the spirit. So the idea is you have a lot less time to consume it. However, what an infinity bottle is, is that it's an opportunity for you to take the whiskey that you have left before it evaporates and basically dump it into a bottle of other whiskeys that you've got. Now, there are some rules to it in the sense that like, you don't want to go mixing bourbons with scotches. You know, you can mix a bourbon and a rye together, but you know, they, a lot of these have generally speaking a, a overall character profile. But when you think, well, why would you dump all these whiskeys together? That's going to make them taste like shit. Well, keep in mind that in the spirit world, there's a lot of blends, especially in whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Like even a whiskey bottle that Matt and I were talking about this earlier, um, that says like 12 years old on it. Like I, I've heard, uh, this was a misunderstanding. So a long time ago, someone was saying to me like, oh, well, you know that they just, they just, they put 12 years old on it, but only a little bit of it has to be 12 years old. And that was the misconception this person had was that the 12 year old bottle, uh, only had like an ounce of 12 year old. They're like, that's how you age it. It's like, that's not how it works at all. Um, but I can understand the mistake that was made in thinking that. So the mistake that's made is a lot of people will see, and I think I've explained this to you guys before. Single malt does not mean that they only use one kind of barley or whatever. Single malt is two different things. Single means it comes from one distillery. Malt means that they use malted barley. So that's, that's what the, the two different things mean. So for example, a single malt, we'll use Glenfiddich as an example, the most popular bar rail. Uh, a Glenfiddich 12, the green bottle, that's, that's saying when it says 12 years old, it doesn't mean that that's one barrel that was 12 years old. Now it's poured in this bottle. What it means is, is that the youngest barrel in that blend is 12 years old. That's not to say that it's a blend as in like all different kinds, but that one distillery will use different casks that they have hmm. 
and they'll mix them together to get the flavor profile of the Glenfiddich 12. And the 12 years old means that the youngest barrel in it is 12 years old. So they may use a 15 year old barrel or an 18 year old barrel and mix them all together until it becomes the the, play, the, the flavor profile of the 12 year old. So just like if you're reading, in, drinking an 18 year old barrel, the youngest barrel in that is 18 years old. Now there's other companies that'll do blends, you know, where it's not, you know, if it's a blended malt, well, that means it comes from different distilleries. It's blended, not single. So it's the same idea. There's a lot of blended whiskeys. For everyone who doesn't know this, uh, Johnny Walker is a blended scotch, which means it doesn't all come from one distillery. I it's did a not bunch know of that. yeah, it's a bunch of different whiskeys that are bought and blended together. It's Johnny Walker in the bottle says blended Scotch whiskey. It means okay. it comes from it's made of grain and uh, malt barley, and it comes from different distilleries, and they blend them together until they get the taste profile of the Johnny Walker red or black mm-hmm. or gold or green or blue. Right, so even that three hundred dollar Johnny Walker Blue is blended whiskeys from different distilleries to get that taste profile. So when someone goes like, "Well, why would you blend a bunch of your whiskeys together in this Infinity bottle?" Well, the whole idea is that rather than having, you know, having to drink the whiskey, you know, because you've only got you know an inch or two at the bottom of the bottle, is that you can pour them into this Infinity bottle. So if I have, um, I'm I'm planning right now. I have two bottles, and I'm going to start. Uh, uh, a Speyside sort of Highland bottle and then an Isla bottle. So for people who don't know about scotch, the Islas are very peaty. They taste like smoke. And then the Speysides and Highlands have more fruity notes and sweeter and things like that. So you wouldn't want to put your Islas and your Speysides together. You'll just get this weird sort of funk taste and the smoke will overtake everything. Mm. So the whole idea is now I don't have to race through a bottle if it's, if it's you know still more than half full, I can just leave it corked and it's going to last a while. Whereas I'll, because I got to a point where I'm like, I'm not opening any new bottles. I'm going to open one or two bottles or three bottles and finish them and only be able to drink that type. Now that I have these infinity bottles, what that means is I will end up with a special blend that only I have Mm -hmm. in the sense that like once my, all my, my, my last ounces in there, I'll just pour it into this infinity bottle. It's going to last longer and it's going to create a new blend, a new flavor profile. So I'm going to have one for Space Sides Highlands. I'm going to have a different one for Islas. And then I'm going to have an infinity bottle for my bourbons. So all the different bourbons I have, if there's only a little left back into this infinity bottle, it goes. And you basically end up with this revolving flavor profiled blend, personal blend of these different kinds of whiskeys. So they're not in danger of evaporating because your infinity bottle, ideally, it's going to take some time before I get enough of them to to fill it up to this point, but ideally your infinity bottle will stay relatively full and then you drink from it, you know, you drink from it and then you add more back to it. So you're basically just creating this different personal blend, but it's a nice whiskey because you blend nice whiskeys together. They make nice whiskey, right? you know? So as long as you're starting, you know, keep your bourbons together, keep your rides together. I don't even know if I'd do one for a ride, to be honest. Oh, there's the dishwasher done. Do, 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 do. How about that, eh? So that's that's what I'm doing with Infinity Whiskey. So I got two of my Infinity Bottles yesterday. Um, you can watch... Jesus Christ, how long is that song? It's like London Bridges. The, sim- the fucking Dishwasher Symphony is playing in town today. It's a happy little song. It'll probably get... Yeah, it'll probably get edited out by Alphonics. It'll be just you and me talking about a song that no one hears. Okay. Speaking Please of... Please be over. Okay. You need the bathroom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go ahead. I'm just going to keep running my mouth okay. about whiskey. I just wanted to add to that before I go. Yeah, please. Um, so when you're mixing these uh, different whiskeys together, mm-hmm. is there uh, like a, uh, a certain level of consistency that you're looking for? Or it's just like kind of shoot from the hip and then if you get something great, it's awesome for that day and then yeah. next time. Okay, what if you find something that you really like and then you're like, fuck, how can I rec- you recreate almost, that? So what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to 
only add one or two ounces. Okay. So like I'm if I'm drinking something, like I've got a couple, you and I are gonna drink some some bourbons today if you're cool Sweet. with that. Um, but I've got a couple bottles that have got about two inches left in them. I don't want to put that like that's not in so much danger. This is what I understood is that if you open a bottle, you got like two, three years to drink it. Mm-hmm. Which I've got bottles upstairs that I've had open for already a year and a half. So I'm like, I oh, we might start wanting to drink these. But I have bottles too that I'm like, oh, well, fuck. And, and I heard that once they're more than half empty, you got like two, three months to drink them. And I don't, I don't think they go bad, but the idea is that they start to evaporate faster when half the bottle is right. filled with air. So the whole idea is that is that with the Infinity Bottle, it's kind of like take the little bits that you have, and mm-hmm. rather than being like, well, now I have to drink this, add them to the Infinity Bottle. So that bottle is almost always full right. once you get to that point. So it's safe. It's not like it's going to be it's evaporating. So as you're drinking the bottles that you have, once they start to get into that danger zone, you can just add them to your Infinity Bottle. Okay. So I don't know that I'm necessarily like, like when I say, when you ask about the, the taste profiles, I mm-hmm. would say, only that you know you have your space side highland bottle where they're more you know vanillas and and fruitier notes and things like that in the okay. whiskeys and then your islas which are smoky because i could put the the space sides and the highlands together with the islas but that smoke is such an overpowering right. taste that you're just going to end up with that so all those ones that you like for their their characteristics are just mm-hmm. going to get overpowered so it's like i'm going to have two different ones for the scotches then bourbon at the same time, like I looked about, hey, should I mix bourbon with with whiskey? Like just you can fuck around with your own shit anytime you want. Like we can just take a little bottle and pour a little bit into glasses and make our own blends and see what we think of them. But there is something to be said for letting them sit. Right. So the guys who I watched uh, a YouTube video on, they made a blend and they tasted it, but then they tasted it again the next day and they're like, Yeah, now that it's had a chance to settle together and sort of marry together, it tastes even mm-hmm. better. So I think the whole idea is just like as long as you're keeping those types of whiskey separate. Yeah. You can mix a bunch of bourbons together and you probably end up with something really special. Like that's the thing is it's almost like mixing quality with quality yeah. keeps it good. But if you're putting like Johnny Walker red in with like a $200 Lafroy, and then you're like, Oh, that's really fucking with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess this is the way this is the, like uh, you can't polish a turd essentially. Right. If you're, yeah, 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 exactly. And you know what? That That's, that's a perfect way of saying it because somebody might be like, well, what if I put half and half and it'll make it taste good? It's like yeah. almost like, well, why would you buy an expensive gin and then mix it with president's choice tonic? <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're tasting three quarters. Three quarters of that drink is the shit stuff. Yeah. Well, why did you spend the extra twenty dollars on better gin if you're going to mix it with garbage tonic? Right. So, I'm. I mean, I haven't. There's not a drop in my infinity bottles yet. All I did was get them, clean them. Like they had other labels of shit on them, but I scraped all the the paper labels of. Now there's just these two nice clear bottles that will have, in time, two very nice scotches in them. So, um, yeah. There's that. Why don't I? Let you, yeah, you want to hit the bathroom? Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick little, we're going to take a little commercial break here, guys. All right, and we're back. The bathroom breaks are over. I say like commercial break, we did zero commercials. However, we may as well just uh, parlay right into the sponsor portions, considering you guys have already been there for, you know, an hour and 10 so far. Um, and I always say the time. So just in case anyone's ever looking at the time, they look down at the, the thing at the same time, they go, wait a second, that's not how long it's been. It's been more. I add post-production. I add the intro music. I add the the little, you know, a little shout out from some, uh, you know, comedian or colleague, a friend of mine, uh, you know, and then the music starts. So like, yeah, there's maybe usually like there's the intro, all that stuff. There's maybe two, three minutes in addition. So if I, if you ever look down and you go, Josh says how it's been an hour, nine minutes and it says an hour 13 or whatever it is. It's like, yeah, there's, there's some posts that gets added, but according to the recorder in front of me, right? Just so you know, that's what the time on the recorder says when I make those statements. All right. I know how to read. I know numbers. Um, so I didn't talk a whole lot about EGLX, probably because there wasn't a whole ton of stuff. I do have a, I do have a new 
Um, I don't want to say a new partner, but I definitely have somebody I want to give some shout outs to, but I, uh, I don't have their stuff in front of me right now. And because we're burning through it so fast, I don't want to start them on this. So I just, just in case they happen to be listening this week, I will be talking about your product next week. Um, it's a, uh, it's a healthy energy drink. So they don't use, uh, they don't use, well, I'm going to talk about them a little bit, but, uh, they don't use, um, taurine or caffeine in their energy drinks. It's actually ginseng based. Nice. So yeah, it's a Canadian company. They, uh, they get their stuff sourced, uh, from, I believe BC is where the ginseng farm is. And then, uh, yeah. And then they, uh, they get it made by Pepsi in Washington. That's where they, they bottle it and everything like that. And, uh, in the new year, they're going to have like a CBD version too. So little anti-anxiety, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking Sweet. forward to trying it. I've got some, uh, they gave me a couple of cases. Uh, I've got some of the cars if you want, I'll bring one out later on. Give it a try. Very nice. See what you think. But uh, having said that, let's get right into the sponsors portion. My partners at portablepress.com, Uncle John's Bathroom Readers. This week, guys, I'm going to be reading from Robotica. Hmm? Robotica, mechanical marvels and mind-melting machines of the past, present, and future. So the article I chose... Uh, very hastily, since I'm barely back in the swing of things here at home, is uh, an article called Shaky. All right, so I figured, you know what, the the EGLX. There's all sorts of things being invented, new new uh, you know commerce and shit like that, new products, new uh, you know uh, what do you call it? I want to say inventions, but robotics and things like that. So Shaky. All right, on that inevitable day when the robots overtake and enslave us, we'll look back at uh, sorry to 1966 as they start. As the start of all, Jesus Christ, I am terrible. I still got these invisible liners in, by the way, guys. They really fuck up the way I talk sometimes. Also, I can't read. Um, so, on that inevitable day when the robots overtake and enslave us, we'll look back to 1966 as the start of it all at a little robot named Shaky. Created at Stanford University, Shaky was essentially the first thinking robot. It was the first machine capable of receiving a series of commands and then completing a task. This required a combination of technologies, including language recognition and computer vision. Uh, though it was a success, Shaky was far from HAL 9000. I don't know what HAL 9000 is. Is that a reference yeah. to a robot in a book or is that a real thing? Not sure. Fair. Uh, commands had to be typed into Shaky's interface and its functions were limited to things like moving from one room into another and turning on the light switch. Uh, and why was the mother of our future robot overlords named Shaky? Project manager Charles Rosen said the team chose the name because the machine shook like hell whenever it moved. <laughs> well, there we go. Hey, sorry, again, more messages coming in there. That's the story of Shaky, guys. Shaky was the first robot that could think and do shit. Woo, magical. From my partners at PortablePress.com. Uncle John's bathroom readers. This comes from Robotica. Okay, Robotica is all about robots, machines, things like that. Mechanical marvels of mind-melting machines of the past, present, and future. So you guys can go to portablepress.com and check out all sorts of other shit they got going on. Um, other partners, of course, Absolute Comedy. Absolute Comedy has great shows all the time. Um, I will be hosting at Absolute Comedy in Kingston next week. I think it's next week. Let me just go back to the calendar here. Always things going on with this here, fellow. Yeah, next week. So uh, as early as the day you guys get this. So you're listening to this on the 23rd, perhaps I will be there from the 30th of October, right till Saturday, the second, that'll be a great time. Um, I will also be hosting at, uh, my home club here in Ottawa from November 12th until the 17th. So looking forward to that as well. And of course, recording my album, all you onesies know, recording my album at absolute comedy in Ottawa. When I headline in January, the 24th and the 25th, those Friday and Saturday shows. So get your tickets now. would love to have you guys live for that. Um, but for all other shows and great things going on at Absolute Comedy, they do have great shows in Toronto, Ottawa, and Kingston. Check out absolutecomedy.ca. 
Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. And we're back. And did I forget anybody? Did I forget anybody? I've got so many sponsors. I never forget them. And that's like the new thing. Did I forget anyone? Did I forget anyone? It's like a house cleaning thing. Last call. My partner's at DK, guys. Dorling Kindersley. All right. And they got uh, they got all sorts of stuff. I've actually got two. Like I've been doing two books lately because they have so many things coming out that I'm never going to get through them all unless I do them. And I figured what better two books to bring out than when I had my my chef friend here, hey. Matthew, with me. I got, guys, two different books. The first one is The Soup Book. All right. I asked for this one. I, in my old age... Um, I'm really starting to enjoy soups, man. A good soup is fucking dope. Pour it in a bowl, spoon, and that's yep. it. No fancy forks and knives, no garnishes, just soup it up, baby. And this book here, okay, is, uh, first off, it looks gorgeous. All it's right. a beautiful book. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking, now some of these are really elaborate, okay? Like there's a, a fish soup with fennel. Um, like I, I, I don't love that there's not as many pictures in this as normal. You know, like I got to read four or five different recipes before I get a picture. I, 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 I learn with my eyes. So as much as there's, there's a lot of ones here and I'm sure a lot of stuff, there's like, uh, what is it? It's a Harira, the Moroccan bean and lentil soup. Um, there's a lot of like, like, like they've even got the ones here where you would put like the, the, the crust on it. What pastry it's crust. Slime and broth. Yeah. Yeah. Like a puff pastry. Yeah. And there's, and they actually separate what I like about this one here, guys, they actually separate them by, uh, seasons. So when you're looking through the table of contents, it's not like, hey, just here's a bunch of random soups. They've got them separated through types of soups that you might enjoy in the seasons. And of course, in the initial beginning of the book, like all DK books, they don't just go, hey, it's a recipe book. Here you go. They dive into a lot of the other things too. So they talk about garnishes and techniques and stuff like that too for soups and how to make stock, um, which by the way, Matt is actually going to elaborate on some of these things after we're done the book. So we didn't, uh, he's got a bunch of really, really great stuff to, to chat with. I'm like, save it for the podcast, save it for the podcast. So this teaches you how to make fish stock, how to make chicken stock. Uh, you were actually going to talk about the difference between stocks and broths, yes. correct? Yeah. So even how to prepare vegetables and stuff like that for soup purposes, souping purposes. Um, so yeah, it's, it's so you can just dive right into the book. If you like soups, if you're like me, I, I have a Vitamix, so I like making my soups in the Vitamix, turn it on, blends everything together. But New England clam chowder is in here, guys, potato clam soup. But I, like I said, it's, it's a soup book. At the end of the day, I don't want to mess around with you, but it's super easy to read the vegetables. A lot of um, clean space on the pages which I like. They don't, the pages aren't overwhelmed with information. It's just nice information right at the top. Tells you how many it serves, how much the prep time, cook time, uh, how long it will be good for frozen, which a lot of recipe books don't necessarily tell you. Mm -hmm. They'll tell you you can freeze it, but they don't tell you how long before you should use it, which is important. Again, as a chef, I'm sure that's very important in terms of rotation and things like Absolutely. that for, for stock. So um, yeah, there's tons of really cool stuff in here, guys. If you like soups, if you're like me, check it out. There's one here called Lovage Soup. 
Is lovage a thing? Lovage. It sounds like a like a nice lovey kind of soup. Lovage. Soup. If you don't if you don't grow Feel this good soup. Yeah, exactly, right? It's chicken soup for the soul. There you go. Uh, if you don't grow this old-fashioned herb yourself, ask around amongst your gardening friends or head down to the nearest organic food market to see if they sell it. So lovage might be a real thing. Um Melt butter in a large saucepan. Jesus. Sounds good already. I don't want to do it. Yeah, right? <laughs> butter. It's yeah. good. There was one here I saw that was like pink. And I'm like, I want to see what the pink soup is. It's not borscht. Borscht soup. It looked pink. In uh-huh. the pictures here, I was flipping through it. Is that borscht? That looks like borscht. It's like a beet cream soup beet or something? Beet and apple uh, soup. I see. That sounds good. Is there acidity in beets? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, to or taste. Apple. apple has a bit of yes. acidity, right? So there's the, there's the, the acidity there. Yeah. Anyways, guys, it's just called the soup book. Don't fuck around. Get it. If you like soup, why not get something that's going to just make all the, the guesswork come out of it? And there's over 200 soup recipes in here. So it's not like, you know, eh, chicken noodle and uh, borscht and, uh, you know, gazpacho and that's it. No, this, like, you got to, like, I don't even know what half these words are. I've never heard of most of these things. So I can't wait to start fucking around with these, making some soups at home in the Vitamix. Soups for my partner. The soup book. That's it. So I have to remember what was that? What was that soup book Josh was talking about? Boom! You nailed it. The soup book. Yeah. All right. Google it. DK from my partners. And here's the other one, guys. And Matt's also gonna be talking about this. I've, I talked to you guys recently about being interested in learning more about this keto diet. Well, my partners at DK sent me the Keto Sweet Tooth Cookbook. So it's 80 low low carb. Sorry, <laughs> talking too much. These these lines will trip you up. I feel like I'm jumping hurdles all the time. So the Keto Sweet Tooth Cookbook, it's 80 low-carb ketogenic dessert recipes for cakes, cookies, pies, fat bombs, whatever those are, shakes, ice cream, and more, okay? So this one here, again, nice, simple cookbook, lots of visuals, all right? I'm, uh, as always, they're going to give you some information, all right, about what keto ketosis and things like that is. So um, they explain to you how keto works and then what you can look for. Uh, and stuff. So using binding agents, using sweeteners, things like mm-hmm. that, that are going to keep things good. The keto kitchen is a section, but I'm going to jump right into the whole cakes, muffins, pies, that kind of stuff. Oh, look at that. Look how much now to you. I've seen the posts that you have on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. You are no stranger to, to making elaborate meals at home Thanks, man. and taking the time to plate things and make yeah. them look nice. But this vanilla cake with fresh berries, mm-hmm. I would never go through that time and effort at home. Not at home. And, I, and I'm just cooking for me at home. Yeah, that's the thing that sucks too. When you cook for just yourself, mm-hmm. I if I'm going to go through the trouble, I want to feed multiple <laughs> bellies. You know, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Do you ever get like that? Like when you're cooking for just yourself? Do you oh go, God, you should see what I cook for myself sometimes. Oh, just like it? TV dinner in the microwave. Good oh to go. really? Boom. Yep. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. So yeah, there's ugh, flourless chocolate cake. That's uh, raising some eyebrows right here. Flourless chocolate cake. Lots of eggs probably. And so there's okay. There's butter. Yeah. Uh, dark chocolate. Unsalted butter. Uh, salt, six eggs. There you go. Yeah, mm. yeah. So you called it. Is that easy for you? You can see something. You're like, okay, and you know right away kind of what they've alternated. Yeah, I yeah. mean, sometimes uh, it depends. Like if I've if I've made it or not, or something similar to it, I can you know look at something and say, okay, I I know what flourless chocolate cake is. I know what usually goes in that. Yeah. So, yep. There's a pumpkin cheesecake, which sounds kind of nice. Nice. What is pavlova? Pavlova. Par, par yeah pavlova parlova. Pav, pav. Is it like a potato dish? Or, I don't know. Uh, egg worm, confectioners. Nope. Pre, uh, oh, okay. This dessert was named for a Russian ballerina and features. A delicious, light, and fluffy meringue covered in cream and fruit. This is my healthier take on this. <laughs> healthier. Okay. Yeah, because that's the thing too, right? With keto, you can use fats and stuff like that. So it's not. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah, for sure. So Parlova, guys, it sounds like it's like a mer- weird meringue kind of thing. But yeah, I don't know. If you're if you're like me and you're like, well, I don't want to cut out the best things in life, but at the same time, like I'm trying to lose some money. There's tiramisu, right? Who doesn't know what Tiramisu. That's a keto. So freaking good. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you yeah. make it? Uh yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it tough? Uh not so much. No? Nah. Once you know how to like put together a recipe, it's it's pretty standard. It's just Yeah. Because I know that baking and cooking are two very different things. Yeah. Baking is more science based, I'd say cooking. A lot of chefs will kinda like fly by the hip. Yeah. But I mean there is a set recipe, but baking is you're weighing everything out. Like it's yeah. it's because yeah. if you fuck around like your levels, you can't just like oh, a little more of this, a little more of yeah. that. Like you'll you'll throw you, everything. You can off. screw stuff up pretty quickly. Creme brulee. Creme brulee. How hard is creme brulee? Set to custard. Make? Uh it's not too hard. It's it's pretty much it's just a set custard. So you have like stirred custards, like your pastry creams, and then creme brulee. Um it's usually creme brulee's maybe like two or three ingredients. Yeah. So. And then you mm-hmm. just roast the top. Yeah, that's the brulee. So the burnt sugar. And you just roast the top is what car creates it, right? You're not the adding, caramelization. You don't sprinkle yeah. something on top and then roast sugar. It and that's why. But you sprinkle sugar on top. Sprinkle sugar on top. Yeah. Okay. 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 It's burnt sugar, right? So creme brulee, burnt cream, but it's like a, the sugar right. that you put. But on I top figured that. it was maybe like burnt in the sense that like it was just the custard burnts and the sugar from the custard itself is what creates the. No. So you have to put the sugar on top to make it hard like that. Yeah. If you were to just torch the top, you'd get a lot of weeping from the the uh, custard itself because you're overcooking the eggs you'll get like a layer of of, of weeping on top but oh, okay. you put the sugar on to create that kind of candy uh, crust and when you you know you hit it with your spoon you get that snap and then you yeah. break into the Sick. delicious custard yeah geez i should have you here for all the cookbooks that i review yeah, peanut man. butter cups look at that keto peanut butter cups that nice good. guys the, the keto sweet tooth if you're a keto cocksucker uh keto cocksucker <laughs> cock you can get the keto sweet tooth cookbook all right again at dk.com in the states at a slash ca for my canadian listeners or just google dk books but uh these are two great books i was super jazzed when i saw they were coming out um I, yeah i mean I, I can't tell you how much i like soups guys i i am more than happy to just sit and you know eat a pea soup or a, or a chicken noodle or a mm. rice and something or italian wedding there's a lot of great soups and uh, and stuff there and then to be able to to enjoy desserts if you're keto Everyone's like, well, I can't have it because it's flowers. There's an entire yeah. keto cookbook here available to you. So no excuses anymore, guys. Yeah. That's my partners, guys. Thank you to uh, Portable Press, Absolute Comedy, and, of course, DK. Um, check it, check them all out, guys. Check them all out. I've given you the links. So, Matt, we yes. just talked about some of these books. Yes. What? What? Now, you made a list ahead of time, mm-hmm. and you want to tell me the difference between some of the soup stuff and then some of the, the sure. ketogenic. So I, I yeah. will give you the floor. And, of course, I'm going to chime in with questions should I have any. Okay, so uh, yeah, let's start with um, uh, stocks and broths. So um, there's a difference there. So basically, um, a broth is, um, okay, so you have, let's say you're cooking chicken, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have the leftover carcass from the chicken. So the bones, and maybe there's a little bit of meat on it. Um, and, and okay. So a broth is basically, you can, you can utilize the, the whole chicken if you want. Okay. Um, you're basically, you're building up flavor within the broth. So you're not worried about clarity. You're not worried about, um, um, broth, broth is kind of like, um, I guess like, uh, if you've had pho or fa, fa yeah, 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 that's, that's like pretty much a, a, a broth, right? Okay. So it's, it's a, it's got a lot of, uh, it has a lot of fat mouthfeel in it. Um, whereas a stock is, uh, basically your, your, um, your, you're breaking down the collagen in the bones itself. Okay. So you don't want to have, 
um, a lot of fat in your broth or sorry, broth stock, Mm -hmm. your stock, because you're going to be, uh, removing a lot of that in the finished product. Okay. So, um, okay. Let's just say just murk, like, like broth is more murky and filled with other things. Yeah. And the stock is more of like a thin, right. Because I know that, like, I've, I know that a lot of like risottos and stuff like that will start with like stock. Yes, right? they'll put like just the stock. So it's yes. kind of it's almost like just the flavor that you want. Uh, or yes, the essence, I guess, uh, sort of say. Um, so I just I just want to like talk about basically what what is a stock, how to build a good stock. Okay. So um, there's there's a couple things you can do. So you have your chicken carcass, right? Okay. You want to remove as much fat as possible. Okay. And um. So you're you're basically going to um, put your chicken in the water. And you're going to fill it up just to cover. Now, um, what's going to happen once you start cooking that chicken off? You're going to have some impurities mm-hmm. from within the chicken that are going to float to the top. It's going to look gnarly. It's going to look like gray sc- scrambled eggs on the top of your water. Really? Okay. Yeah. So um, so basically, there's two things you can do. You can keep going from that stage, or you can. Uh, it's called blanching your bones. You put the chicken in, and you bring it up to a boil. And then you get those impurities, you rinse it off, and then you go again, bring it up um, to uh, a simmer. You don't want to boil your bones because that'll cloud your stock. So that's one. Okay. Um, when you get that gray shit flown at the top, that's your impurities. You want to skim it. Okay. But leave the chicken in the water? Yeah. Leave, leave it in on a simmer. And for, there's different times for different, like uh, like for poultry, it's about four to six hours. For beef, it's seven to nine hours. Because you're basically what you're trying to do is uh, you're trying to extract as much collagen as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, yeah, and then you don't want to stir it either, either, because so, that'll cloud it. You don't want to cover it. Let me see if I understand correctly mm-hmm. so far. Okay. So I got like you got the chicken carcass, right? Like you could like little. I go to I go to Costco. I buy a rotisserie chicken. I pull mm-hmm. all the meat off, and I'm, right. I'm happy with that. I ate my, make my chicken. Have yeah. my chicken dinner. The next day, I have my chicken salad sandwiches or whatever it is. Yeah. And now I've got this this carcass left. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I throw it in this pot. Yeah. I, I try to clean off as much as I can. I'm not going to get yep. everything right. So if you're making a stock, yes. If I'm making a stock, so I clean off everything as much as I can. This is not like for chicken noodle soup. We're talking about no, this no, is no. Talking no. about a stock because this is going to be a basis for some of your sauces, and we can elaborate on that. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Because that, that was one of my questions was to be. So what is the difference between a broth and a stock not just in creation but in terms of application like why do i want a stock why do i want a broth right but so i take my chicken carcass in the water and i fill it what just just to cover it in water yeah okay just enough to basically and then boil yeah no you don't want to boil initially um if you're blanching the bones yes that's an option that you have blanching basically helps to get some of the impurities out okay but you can take the other route where you're just uh, you bring it up to a simmer, or and that a, a shit's gentle, still gonna float to the top, right? It'll still bl- float to the top. And yeah. I leave it in the water. I just skim that shit off the yeah. top. Yeah, okay. and then you're basically trying to extract um, as as much collagen out of the bones as possible. So that's okay. why it takes time. Okay. And then once it's mm-hmm. what, how long? Four to six hours, you said. Yeah, usually about four to six hours, and then you'll 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 strain it usually through uh, uh well this is uh chinois. <laughs> So a China cap, it's probably like the most racist kitchen terminology there is. Oh, really? Well, Chinois, China. But anyway. Well, it's not racist if no. it's Chinese. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, Chinese noodles aren't racist. That's just the kind of noodles they are. Yeah, I suppose. But what is the Chinois thing? Well, it's uh, it's like a sieve, essentially. Oh, okay. Yeah, we just we call it China cap in the kitchen. Like there's a... Okay, well, actually, there's a sieve, and then there's the, the Chinois, which is like the China cap. So okay. you basically uh, you pour your, your, um, your stock in there. And it catches the carcass and then all of the... The, the, the chunky know. stuff or whatever. Yeah, and then your stock liquid, you, you capture that at okay. the bottom, right? So Right, and then, of course, a regular broth is like, you just take the chicken out and leave everything together? 
Um, yeah, pretty much. That's what you can do. I mean, some people leave some of the carcass in the in the broth. It depends what they're eating, right? And they'll just right. nibble pieces of the meat off the bone and stuff and just have at her. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. Well, I remember you telling me about the people who eat the guac in the lobster, which is disgusting, to me, <laughs> which is lobster shit, right? Pretty much. Yeah, and they just eat it. Yeah, I'll eat your shit. It's like shit. butter. It, it reminds me of like avocado texture. It's yeah. so delicious. Their shit is delicious. Mm. Every part of the lobster is delicious. Oh, God. I hated it. I, I like the claw. Mm-hmm. I lobbed the meat in the claw. I found the tail was rubbery. Yeah. I didn't enjoy the, the, the rubberiness of the tail Probably meat. overcooked. It feels rubbery. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, it should have a little bit of bite, but it should be enough that where it has a give. You're not, you're not and, chewing on rubber here. And it's funny because Crystal and I shared it. Yeah. We were both like, ah, oh, the, the claw was amazing. Yeah. Like the little little bits that we were getting out of the leg wasn't, wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. But then the tail was rubbery. And then they gave us our bill. It was like 50 bucks. I'm like, I'm okay to not like this expensive food. You yeah. Know? Like sometimes you're like, it's really expensive. You try it. And you're like, you don't like that. But it's so good. I'm like, look, it's 50 bucks. Yeah, I didn't love it. Why would I? I'm I'm glad I don't like it because if I did, now I've got this new fifty dollar habit that I have to, you know. Mm. So it wasn't. It, I didn't hate it, but I was just like, Lech. so. In terms of going back to the, yeah. the broth, now the broth mm-hmm. you're not going to boil for four to six hours, right? You're basically just trying to like. I'm, um, I'm asking, not telling. It. I mean, you can. I've I've seen some some places that uh, that not here in Canada, but they've had broths going for months they just keep adding to it and adding to it it's basically forever building yeah keep building that flavor interesting Um, but yeah it's it's just um but a stock you don't add to right like once you have your stock you leave that and i yeah sorry my brain's going all over the place because i have so many questions Mm -hmm. with a stock yeah you're doing like now whatever animal it is Mm -hmm. you do like beef stock chicken stock fish stock yes all about the bones right yes okay and with a broth yes you can you can boil it. You're basically like, you leave the chicken, the meat and everything like, yeah, get flavors like chicken of, noodle soup, right? Yeah. Like broth. Yeah. It's, it's flavors from all of it. The meat, the bones, yeah. the fat, everything. And just yes. keep it all in there. It's yes. all delicious. Super. But also with hearty. broth too, you would, you can even flavor it yourself. If you're making a broth, right? You add salt or whatever. Like you yeah, can do you what want. you want. Yeah. Whereas again, going back to the stock, the whole idea is to not flavor it. Like you just want that. Yeah. You, uh, you want it in its purest form. And because basically what you're going to do with that stock afterwards is you're going to make your sauces like a velouté or yeah, yeah so that's that like a, it's a mother sauce yeah. um or you can use it as a basis for for some of your soups yeah yeah like if you're making a uh shit i don't know cream of mushroom soup or something yeah my, yeah you, you know you love mushrooms. mushrooms yeah but um okay so here here's a here's a good example like if you're making uh like a chowder or something, right? Yeah. You'd have your your fish base, your stock, and then you would you would build upon that with the creams and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, and okay. you you hit it with your you know your roux just to thicken it up a bit and interesting. Yeah, like I, I like I said, I love soups, uh, and I don't. Of course, I don't love every soup. Everyone's like, like I'll give you two examples of popular ones: cream and mushroom. You mm-hmm. lost me, not yeah. you, but like you know, you I go to a lot of places. And cream and mushroom is like one of the the go tos. Yeah, and then at the same time, uh, French onion. Mm. another one is like cheese and onions but i'm just it's not for me it's too much time too much right see like some people i love they i just i watch people just big spoonfuls of onion i'm like oh i'm out i'm out and that's the thing too right a lot of people think they're getting fancy when they cover like a chicken and you know cream of mushrooms i had a cream of mushroom aren't you 
you're welcome. I see. I'm like, oh, you just fucking ruined it for me. Yeah, not that. a you fan of I mean? covering chicken in cream of mushroom soup because usually what happens is the skin underneath is still like gelatinous and gross and like you bite into it and the skin kind of just like jiggles and pulls. <laughs> oh, that's fucking gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I dig this. That's good to know. So the stock is good for bases, yeah. for sauces and things like that. And then, of course, mm. the broth is, your broth is almost, it's like it's already ready to go. You just add your shit to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. There was another thing that you had there too. We were going to talk about the keto stuff. Yes. We we're talking about the, the the fats and sugars and things like that, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Did we cover the soup stuff that you wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah. I mean, for the most part, unless you had some more questions. I mean, there's there's so much you can do with soup, and there's so many different variations. Like you can you can you know make soup with a, a beer base, like a beer and cheddar soup, and like there's so many different things you can do with soup. And the, I just want to take a can I take a yeah, peek yeah, at this? Yeah, of course, of course, absolutely. Book? quick and just elaborate on it really quick so that's interesting beer and cheddar yeah. soup oh and a, a little uh, a little cool tidbit if i if i can add of course just for um anybody who's um working with the recipe one of the one of the things that i found when i first started culinary was um converting my recipes now like if we want to half it or something you know mm-hmm. that's that's usually pretty simple you just cut the recipe in half but like let's say just just for for shits and giggles um, let's say you have like your recipe is, uh, for four people, mm-hmm. right. And you want to convert that recipe to like, let's say one, or if you want, okay, we'll, we'll take an odd number or something. Um, okay. Like nine. And you want to, you want to convert it to maybe like five or something. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really cool formula that we were taught in culinary, um, for people who already know this cool, but a lot of people in my industry didn't know it. And I wish someone told me. Okay, so like, let's say your recipe yields nine people, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a cool formula you can use, and you you take uh, so your new yield. So the new amount that I want to have, okay, I only want to make it for five people, right? Okay. So I take that five, and then my new yield, and then divide it by my old yield, which is the nine, and I'm going to get what's called a conversion factor. Okay, and basically every ingredient in that recipe recipe i multiply by the conversion factor and it'll give me the proper amounts now for those ingredients to serve five if that makes any sense yeah 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 Yeah. so like if you're like how much less do i use for five you divide there yeah and then it'll give you exactly like each ingredient what you You, would you divide it five five times nine no no okay divide divide yeah yeah. your new yield the new amount you want and then you divide it by the old amount so if it serves nine well you take your new amount that you want it to serve five you divide it by the nine, you'll get what's called a conversion factor. And mm-hmm. then each ingredient in that recipe, you you multiply by the conversion factor to get the new amount. Right. So, so you know, so you don't have to be like, well, I'm just gonna make a, a fucking shitload and freeze the rest. We're yeah, exactly. exactly. What you need. Exactly. For that. That's cool. So that works. Cool hey, man, I, I dig that. It makes yeah. it a lot easier. Now we were talking before that doesn't work for baking though. No, it can work for baking. Really? Yeah. Like, let's say if you you have like, okay, this recipe. So even yields. though the, the things are so important, because someone I don't know, someone told me that like, when it comes to baking, you can only ever double. You always have to double. You can't just be like, oh, one point five. It's like, oh no, you always have to double because otherwise, the numbers are off. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, there's like, um, I I'm there is another like bakers have that's a whole nother realm. Like they have their certain ways and mathematical formulas, but. Um, when we were when we were learning about baking and whatnot, I mean, we could apply the same formula yeah. to that. I mean, so if you have something that yields like 16 liters of sauce, like blueberry sauce, and you only need like 10 liters, you can do that. You can apply that. And same with like, let's say if you're doing flour, you know what I mean, for a recipe. Yeah. Sure, you could change it up. That's not a problem. 
makes sense to me. Uh, like I'm like, yeah. if you make this much, it makes sense. Like, it's like, how does the flower know that? Hey, wait a second. I feel like I'm a cup short. Here. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it makes sense to me, but I've, I've had bigger. No, no, no. You got to. Yeah. Like, okay. But maybe it's, that could just be people like hard nosed traditions. Like, no, no, you got to knock on the wood on the way in and then kiss mm-hmm. the rolling pin. Or whatever and, like the most accurate way when you're, when you're doing a recipe though, is to always weigh. Be, weighing something out is the most accurate way. And yeah. it's going to be the most consistent. Nice. So, yeah. I like that. Um, in terms Except of the, for liquids, sorry. Uh, so liquids. Certain liquids you can't really weigh. You have to measure in volume, but right. that's a whole nother. Anyway. Well, in terms of the keto thing, yes. what's, what's keto. your experience with uh, the keto? Because we, we did the keto uh, cookbook as well. Uh, keto is really interesting. It's one of those things like, um, I, I could be wrong, but it's all about ketones and, and you know cutting out uh, sugars and, and certain carbs in your body basically goes into what's called ketosis Mm -hmm. so you start producing ketones and your body uses that for energy um so yeah that's uh i mean i'm not uh are you guys seeing a lot of that in uh in the east coast yeah i mean the keto diet does seem to be becoming increasingly popular especially for health um and if you're trying to lose a lot of weight in a short amount of time yeah but I, I think it can also be a lifestyle um, diet. Well, I don't know if it's really a diet if it becomes a lifestyle yeah. choice. Um, but I think one of the things, too, that... One segment. Sorry about that gang minor hiccup. The joy of living in a house with fucking roommates and everyone needs to move their cars and everything like that. I got uh, got boxed out last night. Kamar, start parking behind Jay when you know you're leaving in the morning. My roommate listens to this. Um, yeah. So, okay. We got a bunch of messages coming in here. You were saying, my friend, about uh, the ketosis. If you're looking to lose a lot of weight fast, yeah, ketosis it, is one option because you're, you're basically training your body to burn fat versus carbs because your carb intake is like super low. Right. Um, so, yeah, I just something I want to add to that a bit. One thing that I found was very important um, when you're doing teco- bleh, bleh, ketosis, sorry. Yeah. Die. No worries, dude. Um, is to to know that okay so if you if you are eating more fats mm-hmm. in your diet make sure it's healthy fats because i see a lot of people going into keto and they're just loading up on all kinds of shit like this is just from my experience but like you know if you're if you're in keto and you're you're slamming back bacon and you're if you're fucking you know eating all kinds of prime rib and this and that it's like okay yeah i get it you're you know you got the idea down but what's that doing to your liver because you like that's a lot of unhealthy fats that's that's being pumped through your liver and your liver is going to have a hard time uh, processing that. So if you're going to do keto, try and stick to the healthy fats, omega-3, salmon, avocado, olive oils, nuts. That's going to be great for you. That's going to still allow you to go into ketosis, right? but you're going to be nourishing yourself as well. You're not going to be putting a lot of fucking garbage into your body. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and sugars, right? Unnatural, uh, like uh, processed sugars, all that's that's you know cut that out and so even artificial sweeteners they say that can wreak havoc on your gut i don't touch that shit to be yeah. honest with you like every time i like i think somebody had said to me you know a long time ago i i was already kind of like this because i heard i heard probably what two decades ago that like aspartame gives you like it, it causes alzheimer's and shit mm-hmm. like that because it's like a fa- it's it's not sugar but it like tricks your brain into thinking something yep. sweet and when you're when you're getting it and everyone's like well it's 
nothing. It doesn't hurt you. It's like, yeah, but you're getting it in small doses every day when you're drinking it in your diet Coke and then you're, yeah. you're it's in your chewing gum and then it's in your, your water flavor because you don't like to just drink water. So it's like now yeah. you're just constantly taking in aspartame, 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 aspartame. And you're like, okay, well, you're like, well, at least it's not sugar. I'm not getting fat. It's like, yeah, but you're, you're trading a real thing. Sugar mm-hmm. is not great for you, but it's real. Mm-hmm. And you're trading it for a chemical. Yep. Right, and then people are like, "Why well, it's cancer?" So it's like, because we're putting chemicals right. in our bodies all the time. Yep. Yeah. So I've been I've been a good bitch about not fucking taking artificial sweeteners and stuff like that. And it's the same thing. It's honestly, it's the same. Some this is the point someone made a few years ago that I was going to say earlier. This is me always going off road. Is someone said if you look at the ingredients in like, for example, mayonnaise. If you look yeah. at the ingredients in in mayonnaise, yep. then you look at the ingredients in light mayonnaise. Yeah. It's like. Why is there 27 ingredients in the light mayonnaise, yep. little unpronounceable chemicals, yep. and then it's just like real mayonnaise is like eggs and oil. If they're cutting out one, I guarantee they're adding another. Maybe they're adding more sugar in that light mayonnaise, or maybe, because if they're cutting out a fat, they're going to add in a sugar. If they're cutting out a sugar, they're going to add in a salt. So it's a, it's a you know, it's yeah. a double-edged sword, triple-edged sword, essentially, sometimes. Yeah. Or you're taking that real shit, and you're putting in a chemical. Hey, it's less calories. It's like, yep. yeah, yep. but it's less days on this earth, probably, too. Yeah. It, <laughs> like... It, exactly um actually just a little funny thing yesterday i was making some some uh it's kind of tea um i got some really cool tea from uh david's tea anyway um not an official sponsor yeah (laughs) there there was turmeric in it and like basically i i made everything in the kitchen at home it was it was yellow and mom goes i don't know i don't know how you can put those chemical that or that that turmeric in your body the colors of it like it just imagine what that's doing to your insides I'm like, mom, do you know how much food coloring is in shit? Yeah. I'm like, you would eat that before you'd eat. And she's like, oh, And yeah. turmeric's so good for you. Big time. So good for Big you. Big time. But that's how like, kind of like, you know what I mean? Our like, perceptions misinformed we are. Um, and one more thing I want to add to the keto, if I may. Please. Uh, so it talks about uh, carbohydrates and you want to cut back on your carbs. But I think a lot, a lot of it has to do with the types of carbs that you're eating. So if you're eating simple carbs, like such as white potatoes, um, pastas, your your body is basically um, breaking them down really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're getting that insulin spike. Whereas a complex carbohydrate, like sweet potatoes and, and certain other things that you can eat uh, that are carbs, um, they're not going to spike your sugar, your blood sugars as much. Right. Um, Oatmeal's like that too, right? Yeah, that, that kind of like real like on you know no sugar added just oatmeal it it levels out your 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 glucose levels during the day so that that's another thing too so if you're gonna have carbs it's okay just i mean don't overdo it don't like eat a loaf of white bread but just make some healthier options like try some whole wheat or yeah. you know and there is a difference some people is say, there yeah some people say oh it's fucking whole wheat what's the difference but it, there is a difference. Well, because, I've looked at the carbs and the, and everything like that on them. So I, right. I go like, okay, so like two pieces of white bread I thought was way worse. They're like, oh, it's loaded with sugar. Mm. But you look at like two pieces of Wonder White Bread versus two pieces of Wonder Brown Bread, and they both have 190 calories. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at like the yes. fibers. I'm like, this is exa- it's almost identical. But like, you're getting the whole wheat. You're not getting all that nutrients stripped away from it you're getting the whole whole wheat itself do you know what i mean but isn't wouldn't it say on the nutritional information like wouldn't i be getting more fiber or less sugar or something you should be getting more fiber if you look at it i'm gonna, have to, double, I'm gonna, have, to look, I'm gonna have to look deeper next time because i remember just looking at them going okay which one's better and then it's like oh yeah 190 fucking calories and 190 calories i'm like well what's right what's the difference i think i look deeper but i mean i'll, I'll double check i'll double check onesies if you want to get the inside scoops send me an email tell me that you want to know how this cliffhanger ends in terms of the white versus brown bread. And I'm just going regular. I buy like 
sprouted grain whole you know like stuff like that yeah but i think just the generic okay. white versus the generic brown mm -hmm. i'd be interested to know what the the difference is yeah well i think maybe too if you're looking at the the like the vitamins and min minerals in it mm -hmm. you'd see like there's probably more beneficial vitamins and, and nutrients in the, yeah. in the whole wheat versus the white yeah i don't even eat the white bread i actually find white bread boring now when i was a kid it's like all you want to eat yeah I'm like now i'm like what's you know? yeah, super doughy. It's like rolling it up and eating a ball of yeah, it's, yeah. It's all garbage. I I can't believe how obvious it was, but like Jim Gaffigan had a bit a long time ago about how like everything is just bread at a pizza place. They're like, all right, mm -hmm. you get your pizza, and then we have your your bread sticks. You know, your garlic bread, and then yep. we have your uh, cinnamon cinnamon sticks for dessert. And you're like, it's just yep. bread with bread on top, and then foods. bread, and then this is more bread with this cheese on top, and then bread with this, and then bread on that, and you put bread, and it's like, yeah, it's all it fucking is is bread. Yeah. so many calories so many carbs yep. sh sugar right at the end of everything it's just fucking sugar but they'll sugar. they'll sell it as like a healthy option like you're getting you're getting your food groups you're getting your dairy and you're getting your your carbs and you're getting your your you know your your tomato your vegetables and like yeah, so this is healthy <laughs> someone said to me like oh my you know pizza's good for you i'm like what it was my uncle he's like he's like no pizza's healthy I'm yeah like, what He's like, it's healthy. It's got all four food groups. You got your vegetables, your your dairy, your your meat, and your your. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> like just because it has those things doesn't mean that those are good for you. Yeah, you know, like the food. Who even talks about the food groups anymore? <clears throat> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, it's part of this, but it's. I thought eggs were dairy. Not to knock on pizza, like I might get a lot of you know, hate on that, but um, no, everything in moderation, right? Yeah. And eggs, yeah, the ECC, oh, eggs are bad, right? No, like mayonnaise is actually good for you. Is it? <laughs> Apparently, that's what my <laughs> dietician told me. She's like, yeah, mayonnaise, it's great. Is so. she fat? No, she's, she's okay. not fat. My big thing is like, like I saw a fat <laughs> personal trainer at Good Life. And yeah. I'm like, how, do, how would I hire you? Uh, the other ones are supposed to be like, man, you got to stay focused. You got to stay, I'm like, you're clearly not buying what you're selling. <laughs> you know, how, why are you doing it then? If it's yeah. so fucking, you got to stay, you got to stay disciplined. You're not doing it. I, I said, it's like an atheist priest. You know, he doesn't believe in God. He was like, guys, look, God said, and you're like, how the fuck, how the fuck are you pitching this to me when you don't even buy it? You know? Yeah. So that's just what I'm saying. So if you have like a nutritionist who's like a fat fuck like me. Yeah. You know? And then you're just like. Uh, should I should I be eating mayonnaise there, Martha? Yeah. Is that uh that's good, it's delicious. She's wiping her corners for her tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> so yeah, like so I mean to take out of that, even if you don't want to go I'm gonna keep making fun of your nutritionist. That's okay. I feel like you want to sidestep it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you like anyway, so go back to I'm gonna need you to, I'm gonna need you to tell three Martha jokes. I, I assume oh, she's geez. not I assume she's not named Martha, but it was funny to me. Okay, so yeah, so healthy, uh cut out sugars. Cut out unhealthy fats and stick to complex carbohydrates and just, yeah. Be what are some examples? Like you, you said sweet potato and you said yeah. uh, oatmeal. What are some other examples of complex carbohydrates? Oh, dude. I don't know right. off the top of my head. Yeah. My I'm still, I'm still kind of learning about this whole complex carbohydrates deal. So yeah, I don't know everything. <laughs> I was making uh, sweet potatoes. I was making these little like uh, decent little try to lose weight mm -hmm. meal prep things for a while where I would do, uh, I would make, I would bake chicken and like a lemon. I put a little bit of olive oil and then nice. like, lemon on it. Yep. That was about it. And I would use Italian, 
Italian spice. Really delicious. Because there's like nothing, there's like no calories in the Italian spice. Mm -hmm. So I put like a little Italian spice, a lemon, no butter or any of that shit, and then I'd bake it in the oven. Just a just a plain ass chicken breast. Yeah. Um, then what I would do is I would put uh, the chicken in, chop up the chicken, the like cube or whatever, put it in the, the, the glass lock. I would put broccoli in with it, just regular old broccoli. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I would I would cube I would cube and bake uh, sweet potato. So I put a little bit of olive oil on. I put a little cinnamon on it. Actually, it was kind of yep. nice. Cin cinnamon, nutmeg, or allspice works too. Yeah, sweet potato. Yeah, and then that was it. So that would be my meal. I'd be like sweet potato. So I'd have my, I guess, my complex carbs or whatever. I'd have my my broccoli for my greens and my veg. Yeah, and then just chicken for protein. Dude, that's plain good. Chicken that's great. I was doing it for a long time, but it, the thing, the problem I did, and this is another thing too, which I'm sure you learn as you know when you're cooking is. I would make that up and I would do like eight chicken breasts. So mm -hmm. I would, I would get like, I would get like 10 meals out of doing it at once. So they would go to Costco and I buy the eight breasts. I yep. cook it all at once. And the problem is I couldn't eat it fast enough. Mm -hmm. So I'm eating like one or two of these a day by day six, the chicken has got that jelly somehow, like the, like I said, yep. the, the grease, the jellies on the side of it, mm -hmm. you know, the broccoli starting to go. And you're like, okay, well, I got to make half of this next mm -hmm. time, half the amounts, or whatever. So you start to learn like how long shit will last. Yeah. Um, chicken when it's cooked, how yep. long is it good in the fridge for? Uh, chicken, I'd say no more than four days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Seafood, three days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's worse. Yep. It doesn't make you sick afterwards, or it's just not as good. Well, basically, the longer it goes the more chance for bacteria and pathogens to to take root and kind of cause you harm. Right. So you want to make sure that after, you know, a certain point, you're not going to eat that chicken if there's slime <laughs> on it. or <laughs> there's slime. Ah, yeah. I rinse it off. That's what I got. That's what I got <laughs> sink for. I'm doing very well. Yep. I got a sink in almost every room in the... No, I'm kidding. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. and, that's, and that's the thing I was doing, right? I was being cheap. I'm like, well, it's not that... It's not can't be that bad for me. My suggestion, um, something that might really work for you is uh, get into sous vide. That's, sous vide yeah it's uh basically um immersion cooking you're you're vac packing your your oh i know meals. Okay. vacuum packing yeah. yeah but the thing with that is you can vac pack and freeze it and your chicken will last like months in the freezer it's not going to get freezer burnt so if you want something quick and on the go or just set it and forget it you just pull it out of the freezer plunk it in the sous vide and then they have it now where you can, oh a sous vide is that the thing that like reheats it for you yeah like you can actually cook with it sous vide that's boiling Sous vide, uh, not boiling. It's like you um, you immerse the you're immer the you're immersing the food into into liquid, but it's sealed. Right, but it's like when you buy like the smoked meat packs from Costco. Oh, okay. It's like all in vacuum sealed. You just drop it. You're boiling. It's yeah, like bag but, boiling. Yeah, whatever, but right? okay, yeah, that's that's kind of basically what it is. But with this, you can actually control the temperature. So if you want, you know, a certain level of doneness on your steak, you can hone in on that exact amount and it won't go any higher than that. So if you want mid rare, you can get perfect medium rare. You're not, you're in not in a bag. Yeah. And it's, and what happens is like, okay, you know, if you're cooking a steak on the grill or something, mm -hmm. you want a mid rare. Well, the outside of the steak, the very outside might be uh mid to to mid well whereas the center will be mid rare right right with this it's consistent all the way through and then all you can do if you want a nice sear you want that mired reaction you just basically once you're done you just sear it in your pan on each side for two seconds and then you get a bit of that caramelization right but your steak is consistent all the way through at that exact um doneness 
Interesting. So yeah. before I vacuum seal them, I don't have to cook them. You don't no. cook them and then vacuum seal them. You take the raw thing, throw it in there, boom. Vacuum seal it. Yeah. Vacuum seal you it. You can add a bit of herbs. Go. Or, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. You can basically just put your food in there and then add some rosemary so it's or something like, for chicken. It's like a deep fryer, but it's not fat. It's water. Yeah. You're basically cooking it in its own juices. So That's interesting. Are yeah. they expensive rigs to get started? Uh, you can find one Amazon for like a hundred bucks. Interesting. And yeah. it's just like, a, it, I mean, you wouldn't, you can't use the, your own boiling pot because you're not actually, you can, temperature. you can, um, if you've ever, well, if you've ever seen those, uh, like, I guess they're infrared cookers or induction or whatever, the little, the countertop, uh, burners. Okay. You can, um, use those are good because you can actually control uh, like to the set amount that you want to cook. Like if you want 350, you can actually set it to 350. Um, and some of them even have a thermometer that you can put right in the water. But if you're just doing it on the stove, yeah, um, you can definitely do that. Just get yourself a little digital thermometer or something, a little thermometer. And then once you get up to the temp of the water that you want, take a Ziploc baggie, squeeze some air out of it, uh, put your, you know, make sure you have your product in there or whatever that you want yeah. to cook. And then go go that way. Do the sous vide thingies, uh, do they sell you the, the vacuum seal thing too? Or is that separate? That's you, separate. Okay, so this thing's job is just to get the water to a certain temperature. Yeah. The vacuum sealing and all that shit was something different. Yeah, like if you just want to get the sous vide machine, you don't need the vacuum sealer. You can just get the sous vide machine and then, like I said, Ziploc bags or sandwich bags and put your food in there and try and squeeze out as much air as possible because air is going to make the food float, right? You want right. to squeeze the air so it'll sink a bit right. and, and cook. So Interesting. Yeah. We'll have to have more of this conversation so I can learn what to do. The sous vide in the future. I'll yeah. give it a try, man. It doesn't sound hard. I could fuck around. I could try it on my own without buying the machine first by fucking around with hot water. Exactly. Right? And just boiling. <laughs> yeah. You make sous vide Josh eggs. fucking around with hot water. <laughs> oh. Be interesting to see. Yeah. Oh, just want to be a big stretch here, guys. We're doing this in the morning, so yeah. we're getting a little more Jeez. into the day. Can't believe how quickly uh, the episode went. Yeah. Um, nice. Dude, I'm so glad that you did this with me. Thank you. What was it like, your first one-man podcast experience? Good, good. Yeah, it's great. Was yeah, it everything you thought it would be, uh, and more, <laughs> and more. Yes. All right, gang. Well, thank you to my partners as always. Uh, thank you, Matt, for doing this with me. Uh, I hope your trip is is fun so far to thank you. Uh, the the nation's capital. And uh, you and I are hanging out all day, so we uh, we have a bunch more in our future. But I hope you guys enjoyed the episode with uh, with Matt and myself. Um, yeah, and do me a favor, onesies. Send me those emails. Let me know how uh, you know how my ignorance is, and, and let me know if you have any. If you have any thoughts on any of the stuff we talked about, or if you want to uh, challenge Matt on any of the stuff that he said, because he knows he knows some stuff. It very, I like how I'll, I'll a lot of humility. You're like, I don't know everything. I'm learning, but uh, I like that some guys come in like this. This is I'm the authority yeah. on this. Hey, the the second that you say you know everything is the second that you stop learning. Yeah. So I yeah. I am always open to learning new stuff, and that's part of being a chef is growing as you know. Absolutely. You have to. Yeah. You have to. You can't know everything all the time. And like you said, it's it's safe as dead. As soon as you think you know everything. Well, you're toast. Yeah, and uh, if we're, we're wrapping up here, I just can I give a shout out? Yeah, of course. Okay, I just want to give a shout out to my fiance Leah and our three kids, Christian, Cole, and my little girl Ava. Nice so. man. Yeah, absolutely. You're more than welcome to. I, there was another thing I was thinking of uh, of plugging too. And oh, let me ask you this real quick: mm-hmm. um, If you were to get a comedy album, would you prefer to have a CD, a physical CD, or like a download code? Uh, I'm old school. I like CDs, man. Okay, okay, cool. I'm glad to hear because yeah. I'm saying like I'm when I record my album, I'm trying to figure out: Do I put it on a CD? Does yeah. anyone even want it? It's like my car is a 2019. It doesn't even have a CD jack, uh, so I couldn't even put it in there. But some people like I, if I'm going to buy something at a comedy show, like I want to walk away with something just like a little card. Yeah, so something just you can sign. It. It's like I, I like the idea of having it. So some people are like, why don't you just do both? I'm like, fuck you. 
Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, wicked. I appreciate that, dude. And thanks for doing this to me. We're going to have so much fun today. I can't wait. We've got so much ahead of us. Awesome. But uh, I had a great time with you on the episode. Onesies, I will talk to you again soon. Peace. Peace.